All right, Jim, just hit the little phone icon at the bottom. <clears throat> JFUP in the studio. Just make sure you hit the phone icon at the bottom so you guys can dial in. All right, Chris. Yes, sir. Let me uh, let me just connect my headphones here. Chris is in. All right, Falcon, you're there. Yeah, should I let um, Jim be caller number two since he came in second place overall? No, he came oh. in third place overall. <laughs> no, no, Jim, Jim came in second. Jim came in second. Well, he came in third overall, though, right? Because Mel came in second in the overall reps. Oh, in overall, yes, you're right. Yeah, so either way, second or third is good. There's well, some my... uh, ball busting going on and then some beer opening, too. Yeah, I, I, I just opened up my, uh, my Guinness. So. Oh, that's what that was, the widget. Yeah, I, I can hear the widget. <laughs> hey, I'm drinking um Budwe Budweiser Nitro. Have you that? <laughs> no, <laughs> is, that, is that a real thing? Yeah, like I saw it today. I was like, apparently, I I have to buy that. <laughs> so I I did. Um, nice. I'm doing champagne first, but um, I'll switch to that in a little bit. I've Jim. got a uh, Lagunitas uh, IPA. Very Ooh. nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's a good choice. Chris, are you a uh, IPA guy? Check one, two. Or I, check I am. Okay. Um, I also have a nice local uh, Boston uh, IPA check. as well. Okay, which one? It's called uh, New World American IPA from uh, Mayflower. Cool. What is going on with Jim? Jim, hit the freaking button at the bottom. I swear. It's a little green telephone looking thing. That son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, so if, if if you haven't figured out Falcon and Jim, uh, Chris, he, he's, he's been a guest. He will be another whatever Wednesday guest uh, this month. And um, he uh, he's he's a little uh, he likes he likes politics. Well, I don't know if he likes them, but he he's he's into it. <laughs> as, long as, he doesn't like, as long as he doesn't like politicians, we're good. <laughs> no, politicians are all fucking full of shit. Okay. But, but so, poli so politics is fun. Yeah, so and and we're gonna we're gonna have some good ribbing, so you know, don't be offended. <laughs> and if you are offended, um, you know, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> no, definitely not. My uh but if you ever met my ex-wife, uh there's nothing that anybody could ever say to me that'd be worse than the shit that's come out of her mouth. So challenge accepted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Can't find my headphones. Oh, Jim, you're killing me. Wow. Amateur hour. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's been a guest on before. He knows this. Oh, man. So um, I don't know if anybody's been watching, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, watching, uh, I'm watching both CNN and Fox. And it's, uh, I mean, 
Wait, it's are already. we live right now? Yeah, we're live. We're oh. absolutely live. Yeah, there's 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 no <laughs> there's no hiding so, uh, anything all, here. I'd like to just say hi to Norman Jean. Uh, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> yeah. Who else is listening? What what do you, what do you have to say to my mom? <laughs> I'm just saying hi. I mean, we're live. She's probably listening. Um, I she's she's actually out to dinner right now. All right. Well, sorry. Continue. <laughs> but 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 I will let her know that you say hi. Yeah. So, anyways, so you're watching um, CNN and and what? Uh, C- CNN and Fox. Cool. You know, I don't I don't have anything on. I was actually just watching a movie. But now that we're doing this, uh, I'm yeah. actually going to uh, go ahead and get myself hooked up to. One of the uh, cable news channels, uh, whatever one I can get in this hotel room. Nice. Um, I actually got the app as well. Any, are you going to watch any um, conservative or right-leaning news tonight? or Is that Fox or no? I, I don't even know if you're being facetious or not. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty left, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, can, I can listen to, I'm sure Ben has a, a what do you call it? podcast tonight yeah um when you say fox you're, you're watching fox news right yeah 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 i never know whether to like abandon cnn fox news for stuff like this and go to like the major networks like abc uh, is this is this your song no sorry that's the uh the tv in my hotel oh, <laughs> i was like i was like what is going on here yeah sorry about that oh no you're good you're good so, uh, I, I, are you guys are you guys looking? They already they already called. Um, was it Vermont for Biden? Um, I believe they already have called. Uh, yeah, Kentucky for Trump. Kentucky for Trump. Yep. Yeah. Last time I looked, uh, I mean, Trump was uh, slightly in the lead with the popular vote and the uh, electoral vote, uh, which is about what I expected. I mean, I expect a really tight race. Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree that the uh, polls cannot be trusted. I mean, I think yes. last, the last election, you know, showed us that uh, you cannot rely on the polls. You know, agreed my... 100%. Oh, oh yeah. wait, breaking news, breaking news. Jimbo <laughs> found his headphones and he is officially on. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Jim Mathias is on. Thank you. Number one, number one sponsor. Number one sponsor, SaberCon. Thank you very much for all the election, uh, you know, coverage tonight. Oh, don't get me going. Don't get me started. <laughs> man, started yeah. So uh, Chris was just saying that the uh, polls can't be trusted, and I think kind of everybody, like, you know, sort of like normie-ish, goes to like I think five thirty-eight is kind of like the number one sort of odds thing out there. Like if you just ask like a random person on the street. And yeah, they've, he's got, got, they've got Trump ten in a hundred favored to win, so you know, very unlikely at this point. Yeah, I mean, five thirty-eight got it uh, pretty wrong in uh, some significant ways uh, in twenty sixteen. They, I mean, they mostly had it right, but they had it wrong in, in very important ways. What say that again, Jim? Jim, do you have your headphones in? 
You cut out, Jim. I think Jim's been taken over by some sort yeah, of... Yeah, I got him in. No, I'm just getting settled in it. Can you hear me? You're, I hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida, man. <laughs> Yo. Um, no, no. I just turned on the uh, TV for the first time today, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't even watch. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. Over this so thing. so why, why, what's, what's stressing you out? Is it because it's going to be a close race? Listen, man, this – listen, we all know Trump is an asshole. He can be a dick, whatever. Everyone is offended by him and the things that he says, whatever. That 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 does nothing for me. I own a small business. I own a small business, and um, it, it directly affects me. I'm in, a, I'm in a Republican stronghold. I work for all multimillionaires. If they're not making money, they're not spending money with me, period. Um, the cost of steel, the cost of wood, everything right now is through the absolute roof. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, I, I have two, I literally have two jobs right now. Um, they're not huge. One's, you know, 300,000, another one's like half a mil. And literally the president of the condo was like, listen, we're just going to kind of hang back and wait and see how things play out and see how we're going to spend our money, which basically means if Biden wins, they're not going to do shit. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's easy to sit there on social media and everything else. And, you know, and people in my own family are like, you know, I can't wait for the next stimulus to get my floors done. You know, and, and, and somebody like me who, you know, the pandemic hit, I didn't take a paycheck for five months, came out of pocket 80000 to pay my guys. And, um, you know, they throw some bullshit PPP and some other thing. And, uh, you know. It's just it's just nerve wracking, man, it's, you know, everything. And, then, you know, Biden's going to shut everything down again. And, I, you know, I make no qualms about it. I had the virus in July. You know, I'm a healthy guy. It steamrolled right through it. Steamrolled. Steamrolled, man. Well, just just uh, Trump both. I'm just wondering here, though. Uh, so with the whole, you know, Biden will shut everything down again. You know, one of the things that Trump has been talking about since march or april is that it's uh you know states rights and uh, the states have to uh, make their own decisions right so right, yeah i mean is there a, a barring martial law is there federal authority to impose those kinds of restrictions nationwide i don't think there is but I mean, to be honest with you, if 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 Biden wins, uh, who who knows what he's going to try to, uh, you know, go go or implement? We should say, right? Well, so you may say a, that a national mask mandate. Like he's, yeah, he's, but I mean, so here's the thing, right? I mean, there's a, a a conservative majority in the Supreme Court now, so anything that he tries to impose nationwide is going to be challenged all the way up the Supreme Court. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would I would I would assume that would probably happen. And uh, given the uh, the current constituency of the Supreme Court, um, I, I would assume it would probably get shot down. Well, that's because he's not going to have only nine people on the court, though. And yeah, I mean, there there is the so. the packing of the court. I mean, so there's been some people that have been talking about packing the court and increasing the number of justices. The consensus seems to be that Biden won't do that because 
he is a, a he's a moderate moderate, you know, and he talks a big game about like the Second Amendment crap and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, he he's riding that fence. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, he's Kamala's he's going to be Kamala's puppet if he's uh, if he's the president anyway, because, I mean, he's not really with it. I think and that's I more. Just, I, I think, think that's that, more scary than anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have serious, I have serious issues with both of them. Uh, I have serious issues with Kamala too, which I, I, I don't necessarily need to get into right this second. But my point is, I don't think, I don't think they mind if you get into it. Get into it. That if Biden becomes president, I don't think that he will be successful in trying to do. Uh, a federal mandate on anything. Uh, so I don't even think he would try because I think that I, he knows it would be a fail. I personally, I personally, I know Chris is going to disagree with me. I, I've never had an issue, not uh, Falcon. I've never had an issue with the mask thing. Like I, I, I've never really like cared too much about that. Mm-hmm. I more cared about when, you know, Monroe County, where I work, they put a roadblock up and they were just like nobody in, nobody out. And everything just stopped in its tracks. Right. Like you, you can't, you being somebody like me, like I, I work for myself. Like I can't have that. Like I'm, I don't work, you know, I, I, I don't have, you know, a check coming in no matter what. That's, that's just not how it works. So I think it's just, I, I don't know. I, I got a lot of skin in the game and, and, I don't think a lot of people have as much skin in the game as I do and the ramifications it's going to literally have on me and my business. And and I know this sounds selfish and I say it all the time and I could really give a shit less. I really only care about my, myself and my family and, 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 you know, the rest of it, like I don't really give a damn about. And so I always vote what's going to, and, and I think everybody should do this. What's going to, what's going to benefit them. But, you know, everybody's an expert now. It's, 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 you know, it's just, <laughs> that's, a, that's the truth, right? Every, everybody's a, an expert on everything. Right. has got the, the flavor of the week that they do a little bit of uh, Google searching, uh, read a couple of uh, very biased articles and then talk to their echo chamber on Facebook, and all of a sudden, boom, Ugh, you're an economist, or boom, you're an expe- infectious disease expert, or right. you know, whatever the flavor of the week is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Now, I've never had a problem with the masks either. I mean, I've, been, I've worked in healthcare for 15 years. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've, uh, I mean, not in my, in, in my current position, I don't, but in my, in my prior position, I was in surgery several times a week, so I wore a mask for, you know, six, eight hours at a time. No problem. So I don't care about wearing a mask, you know, and, and, uh, and I disinfect my, uh, you know, my hands all the time. I use hand sanitizer. I wash the crap out of my hands all the time. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, my, well, I, think that, I think that's where I got it from. Like I pick my nose and shit and uh, I put my fingers in my mouth. I'm a complete pig. Like right in a row, <laughs> you pick your nose and then put your fingers in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. In eat, my book. eat my eat my butter order. Wow, right. No, but just Joe, it's a joke. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, okay, kind of, kind of. Yeah, nice save, nice. Save. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but look, get, mean, my, you, my, you my entire living depends on me being able to travel, right? Um, because uh, I'm the uh, I'm a regional uh, manager. I, I, I manage 32 uh, sales reps in the uh, the Northeast and the New England states. 
Uh, and, but I, I live in Buffalo, New York. So I, I need right now I'm in uh, just a little bit south of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. But I need to be able to go to all these states. And now I've got Governor Cuomo who's saying that uh, any of the non-contiguous uh, states uh, uh, relative to New York state. So uh, any states that are touching, you know, borders touch New York. So we got Pennsylvania, Connecticut, uh, uh, Vermont and Massachusetts. I can go to and from to my heart's content, and I've got no problem. But if I step just over the border into New Hampshire, or if I step just over the border into Rhode Island, I have to take a COVID test before I come back to New York State, and I have to quarantine for a minimum of three days and then take another COVID test. But how does he plan on regulating that? So uh, anytime you come back into New York, it's it's a little harder for anybody that's driving to and from, okay. right? But if you're on a plane, they literally have the National Guard in the airport, and you have to do an online form, including your name, address, everything, phone number, email address, all that stuff. And you have to fill out this form online, uh, and then it'll give you like a green check mark or a red X. Like green check mark means you're good to go, no problem. Red X means you need to like uh, quarantine or whatever. And you have to show it to the military before you walk out of the airport. That's crazy. Yeah, it's messed up, man. It's That's messed crazy. up. I mean, what's what's stopping people from flying into one of the the states that is not a big deal or and then driving? driving. Right. See, that's that's the thing, right? So I've got reps in in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, I've got reps in uh, Maine, uh, Rhode Island. You know, whatever. Um, so what's to stop me from flying into Burlington Airport and then driving to Maine and then driving back to Burlington Airport and then flying back to New York? Nothing. Right. Nothing. You know, it's all bullshit. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, they're I, I get it. They're 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 trying to do something to to stop the spread of this uh, virus and, and all that, but so many of the regular okay, so like I'm in Massachusetts right now, right? And they just imposed restrictions where as of Friday, uh, there's a curfew. Nine thirty PM to five AM. You can't be out unless you have a legitimate reason for it. Does COVID have a bedtime? Is COVID just nocturnal? <laughs> so if we if we don't go out after nine thirty, uh, we're not going to get. I mean, it. Where these these rules are so arbitrary? Where did they do that? And and me in uh, Massachusetts. Oh wow! You know, so it's like hey, I mean, Falcon, so Falcon, real real quick, Falcon, are you are you uh, against mm -hmm. me posting anything? Um, tagging you? No. Yeah, post okay. All right. Everything's just so terribly arbitrary. You know, I mean, a mask, uh, you know, I, I think everybody should be wearing a mask when they're out, personally. Oh, I think boy. People, people that oh, are, are, are super resistant to masks oh, boy. Don't, really, don't, don't understand it. You know, I'm, <laughs> so, Falcon, Falcon, do you have, what do you have to say about that? Sorry, I was I was taking a crap. I just got back. What you, <laughs> you I'm saying you, I'm saying everybody should wear a mask and you should you should use a hand sanitizer, wash your hands, and just, you know, I don't know, try try not to, you know, you know, be super close to people all the time if you can possibly avoid it. And I don't know, pay attention to your health. If you feel like crap, just stay home. You know, I think if we could all abide by those simple things. Then I think that would be enough. 
don't think yeah, you need I, all I, this I, extraneous I, stuff. Yeah, I agree. Except yeah, for I, part I, of it. <laughs> So, so Falcon is, 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 is notorious for not wanting to wear a mask, which I, I listen, I, I get it to a certain extent. Like I'm not going to twice, both times in the hospital. So why don't you want to wear a mask? What, what is your thing with masks? And I'll shut up so I can allow you to speak, uh, without being interrupted by me. Yeah, no, I think the rules, like you said, are completely arbitrary. Um, the enforcement of COVID and our sort of, uh, you know, they, they don't, COVID's not present at night. It's not present during BLM rallies. It's not present during, uh, you know, Portland protests. Um, but it is present during church. You know, like, this is sort of the narrative that's being... Okay, what, 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 what's your... Yeah. Hey, Can we get you, don't have to, you, you don't have to scream, Jimbo. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if somebody challenges me on uh, wearing a mask, I hit the deck no. and do 50 push-ups without Can you hear me? sweat. And I say, cash me outside. My immune system's fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I, we hear you. We hear you, bro. Oh. <laughs> Ian, are you trying to you connect? Can hear me? Yep. Uh, yeah, I can hear you, Jim. Yo, but, I mean, listen, with the, with the mask thing, like, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it either. Like, I don't really, I don't really, like, I just wear one of those fishing buffs. So like when I walk in, I put the buff up, I put the buff down. I do yeah, agree so, though. I do agree though with the BLM shit and all that. There's no mask there. There's no talk about it. And then it's the minute you see a Trump rally, they're like, oh, look at all the unmasked people at the Trump rally. Well, it's like, so, so just, I agree with that. It's out there. Yeah. The, the buff thing, the University of Florida locally has said that, you know, those are not acceptable anymore. You know, even though people have been wearing them for months and now it's like, oh, well, that's, you actually have to have a, a higher quality mask. So your buff is not good in my case. All right, so here's the thing about that. So uh, and I don't the, necessarily uh, disagree with that. I mean, I think that that's probably true. Like the, the buffs are not, you know. Yeah. So so those uh, they they have a, a very uh, a very sheer type of mesh to them, uh, which further atomizes uh, your um, particulate, right? So yeah. it just all it doesn't block it. It just makes it finer. Really, the best mask possible is an actual surgical mask because sure. it's designed to stop your breath condensation from reaching out to a so, patient. So here, okay. here, here's something, here's something interesting. I, I, I have a couple of friends in that industry and um, I, I was told that it doesn't protect anything from going out. It protects from coming in. No, that's exactly opposite. Yeah. That's opposite. I heard the same thing. Yeah. It, it's opposite. So it protects it from going in. Out. Out. out yeah so yeah. basically the uh, the virus isn't transmissible through the air it needs a carrier and the carrier uh, is is the condensation in your breath right so when you breathe into a mask it catches that moisture and traps it inside the mask for the most part so the the small uh, amount of uh, you know moisture that does get out is relatively negligible so, you know, uh, it's, it's less that comes out. But if somebody uh, is not wearing a mask and they're breathing out, nothing is restricting the moisture and the, you know, virus hitchhiking on those moisture particles uh, coming out. And you are breathing in relatively unfiltered uh, air, uh, you know, coming fr from in and around the mask. So... Uh, that's that's kind of the theory there. Is the mask catches that moisture and stops some of the virus particles 
Um, but if so, if everybody wears a mask, then it does cut down. I think the statistic was like 75 or 80 percent of the uh, transmissibility of the virus, uh, something like that. Um, you know, which is fairly significant. Chris, did you did you have it? You said you're in the metal. Did you did you get COVID or no? Have you have you had uh, it? Not that I'm aware of. I've been tested a few times. Uh, I had uh, antibody tests early on, which were negative, and I haven't had a positive COVID test yet. So uh, I have not had it. And uh, all I do is I wear a mask. I use hand sanitizer a lot, and I wash my hands very very thoroughly um, as often as I can. Uh, and I'm on an airplane. Uh, I, I fly every week, and I'm around people constantly. Right. You know, um, I think that if we're all smart, if we're all respectful of each other, uh, if we can agree to wear masks, use hand sanitizer, wash our hands, and when I say wash our hands, I actually mean it because you know I'm in public bathrooms a lot. You know, being in the airport, and people don't know how to wash their hands when they actually do wash their hands, they're still not washing their hands. Uh, so I think everybody needs to take a class on how to actually wash a lot their of, hands. A lot of people wash their hands like my kids do, where they just literally... <laughs> you you know, get them wet and then dry them you put, off. You put, you put soap on it. You don't yeah, let the soap rub, right. rub it around. You just put the soap yeah. on it, and then they put their hands in the water, and they're like, okay, it's clean. So there's this, uh, there's this economic um, uh, concept called the diminishing marginal utility, Right. And the concept basically means that uh, after a certain point, you get smaller and smaller and smaller incremental gains for the amount of effort that you're putting into something, right? And I think we can all think of a good example of, of what that might be. I think that my personal feeling is that beyond wearing masks, using hand sanitizer, washing our hands, and generally not gathering in like super large groups without those things, additional restrictions have significantly diminished marginal utility. It's, it's beyond the point of, of having a significant enough ROI to make sense to do it. So all of these travel restrictions, all of these curfews, all of this stuff, this, all this extraneous stuff is, is just, it's, it's a psychological thing to make people feel better. It doesn't, it doesn't have that marginal utility that makes it make actual sense. So I, I think Chris is thinking about this the exact right way. I think he, we probably just disagree about where the diminishing returns take place. And my threshold for that is just, you know, masks and everything else, which I could be wrong. Uh, but I also think that there are, are larger consequences to everybody wearing masks as far as, um, you know, enforcement issues and getting people to, um, you know, be conformists past a reasonable point, um, social stigma, things like that. Um, so, I mean, I think COVID is a very interesting conversation. I'm happy to keep having it, but I, I think there is something probably more important taking place tonight that's probably worth talking about. Uh, yeah, and and if you're watching CNN, they have Biden at 30 uh, electoral votes, and you have Trump at 37. Just so everybody knows, and then yeah, that's that's the channel if, I I ended up on because it was the first one that came up in the list. So. And if you have if you have uh, Fox, you have Joe Biden at 91, and you have Trump at 67. 
yeah, Fox, I think, already gave Virginia to Biden, or at least I read on, on Twitter. Which Virginia insane. and Illinois yeah, to Biden. Yeah, yeah, but that's insane. Yeah, no. I mean, really? Illinois, I think is no question, but Virginia's, I think, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, Virginia's really been trending towards the uh, the Democrats. So I, um, the last yeah. couple of elections it has, but um, yeah. to call that. Holy crap. Today, so they only have 31% in for, for Virginia. And Biden only has thirty nine percent. Trump has fifty nine point two, but yeah, they gave just... it to Joe Biden. How do, how the hell does that work out? Well, it depends which precincts have reported. I mean, it's probably right. mostly Northern Virginia has not reported yet, which is going to be heavily Democrat. So they are making assumptions based on that, which is which is fine. They do that every year. But this is the problem we had four years ago, right? Is is the major news network networks were calling states for Hillary Clinton, you know, way early in the night, you know, Ohio and um, Wisconsin and. You know, all this, you know, I think probably even Florida got called for Hillary early on based off of bullshit like that saying, oh, well, you know, we've got 12% of the vote in and based on where it's coming in, there's just, it's, you know, there's no way she's going to lose the state now. It, it seems like they're, they're being, hours. it seems like they're being more cautious this time because uh, you're right. I mean, they, they were so certain that Hillary was going to win last time that uh, they had tweaked all the algorithms to, uh, to kind of, uh, Error on that side of the equation, uh, and then it you know ended up being incorrect. So it seems like they're okay, being and, and much more cautious. Let's not kid ourselves. A lot of this also is uh, they call these states early to try and discourage people who are still in line from staying in line. Um, I definitely no. think that's that's a, a significant part of it. Also, I mean, um, that very well could be. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it, it's still very close. You know, it's still very very close. So I don't know who this would discourage. The early voting was the, – the early voting, too, was – I mean, I they were saying this morning in, in like, Florida that 60% of people had already voted out of, like, 80% of people that were actually going to vote. So – which was crazy to think about that only 20% of the people in the state of Florida were left to vote today. My aunt – um, you guys know Jean. My aunt Jean went this morning, you know, right up in Miami before work, no line, walked right in, voted, and and, and, and got out. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's amazing to think about that there was absolutely no line there. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first, the first year I lived in Miami, it was, uh, I don't know if it's the first year, but the first election in Miami that I experienced, it was like a four hour wait. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think things going forward now are going to change. I mean, the, with the mail-in voting and the early voting and everything else, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I know there was early voting before, but it's crazy. Do you, I mean, do you I, guys I really think? Uh, I voted three weeks ago. Do you guys really think that Texas will go blue? No. Okay. No sure, way. Sure. Let's, no way. Let's put out some no predictions way. right now. Let's have everybody talk about. Biden's doing good, or uh, or uh, Trump's doing good in Florida. He's doing real good. Like, I, I want to know where everybody's priors are coming in this conversation. Where do, where do people think the night's going to end up? And, you know, and you can say what you hope is going to happen also. But I think that's helpful just to sort of. Yeah, I mean, I, the I, table. I, I think. I, the, I think well, Jim, so, go ahead. You, yeah. first, you first, Jimbo. Well, I think the media is so biased that, like, even listen, I, I make no qualms about it. I vote straight Republican ticket. I don't have to look at anything. Whoever's a Republican, I'm going to vote for. Period. End of story. But I think even somebody like me, you know, watching any news um, besides Fox News, you're so 
they're so immersed in pushing, you know, Biden and Camilla and the Democrats and this and that and Trump is bad and blah, 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 blah. You almost feed into it. Like I, I, I've caught myself in the last couple of weeks, you know, literally like, man, like, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think Trump's going to win. Like, I really don't think he's going to win. And but the media is so biased now, like it, it, it's disgusting just because they don't like the man. You don't think Fox is full of shit too? Come on. I think they're no, I know. I think I think I think it's ridiculous. I think that listen, man, the media on both sides is 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 a joke. Okay. It's a, it, it's a fucking joke. I mean uh, it, it's yeah. a it, it's a joke on it's a joke on it's a joke on both ends. But I mean listen, Fox is the only one that 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 you know obviously is behind you know Trump and the Republicans. Every uh, other media that's outlet that's debatable. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't know if I don't know if they're really backing Trump as much I, as they I did think, the first think, the first election. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. They've had way more way more uh, uh, Democrats and stuff on this cycle than they did during Hillary for sure. Trump okay, called them out. That, Trump called them out on this yeah. and this morning. If you were listening to Fox and Friends, no, he called them right out. Well, so well, Trump Trump is uh, is has been hating on Fox News for the last couple of years because deservedly uh, so. Well. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, are they backing him anymore? Not as stringently as they were back in 2016, 2017. You know, that is 100% absolutely true, right? Uh, uh, nobody in the mainstream media is backing Trump. Uh, Trump now has to go to OAN, which is a, uh, a Russia-funded uh, quote-unquote news outlet uh, in order to get uh, the the kind of sycophantic um uh support that he was uh, he was used to with fox news in 2016 and 2017 um the, the 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 fact of the matter is is that and i'm sorry but uh you know trump is is so maligned uh and and, and so absolutely hated that even the 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 relatively friendly fox news can't even stand him anymore he has to go to literally a Russia-funded. Uh, I found the audio effects to, to get support. That was that was great. I found the audio effects. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I, I think Trump is terrible for America. Um, I don't think Biden's any any better. By the way, I didn't vote for either of them. To be honest, with you. he he voted for Kanye. No, I, I didn't vote for Kanye either. <laughs> Kanye, Dude, I poor, about poor it. Kanye. Uh, no, I voted for uh, Joe Jorgensen, the uh, the Libertarian candidate. I voted for the Libertarian candidate for president. Uh, I voted for a, a Democrat for uh, for Congress. I voted for a couple of Republicans and a conservative. Um, because I I look at people based on their own merits and uh, and I judge politics on an individual basis. You know, uh, I, I typically like uh, a little bit more. Uh, liberal, socially liberal, uh, but uh, fiscally conservative politics on the uh, the national stage, uh, and and locally speaking, I, I like more conservative uh, Republican type of candidates. Real quick, Ian, if, if you're on, Ian, unmute yourself. You you said there's a about a hundred million early votes that were were, were casted. Yeah, it was close to a hundred million. Wow. Okay, that's I mean that's impressive for. Three hundred and what? Three hundred thirty-five million uh, 
in population, we had 100 million early votes. I think I think that only 60% of the people that could vote in the uh, last election were the ones who voted. I think it was 60%. So that's pretty that's pretty big. Yeah, it's a lot. Definitely going to have some record numbers. I well, and and here's my thing. So I don't know how you guys feel about the early voting uh, and 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 mail-in votes and all that stuff. I I realize it's never been done before. Like, there's never been voter fraud in that sense, uh, you know, to the grand scale that was talked about. But if you think about it, we've never had the mail-in votes that we've had before, like this, right? So this does open up a lot for mail-in, you know, uh, or for fraud. Uh, now, I'm not going to go ahead and say that th- that's happening because I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, but 100% happening. But it does open it up. And, and, and for people to be naive and say, absolutely not, there's no, there's no proof to it, we've never had these numbers before. Um, and then, and then just, just to talk about one more thing here is, did anybody see Gavin Newsom's uh, – I think – Chris, I think maybe you and oh, I God. talked about what, it. What did he do now? No, his 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 rules to you know getting together at Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, Falcon, no, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about it. I I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay, yeah. so Falcon, Falcon, did you see that? Because you were you were a California <laughs> resident for quite a while. Yeah, I'm not anymore. For I thought it, I thought it was a joke. I didn't think that was real. Dude, all all the buildings in my old neighborhood are boarded up. Because they're worried about all the Republicans rioting. But no, I, 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 so I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you real quick. The the rules that Governor Gavin Gavin Newsom put in order for the uh, state of California. So it is, I got to find it here. All right. Now, this is this is adding a little bit of flavor to it, but uh, there's no more than three households, including your own, get, to get together. So, for example, if you have if you're married and and you have three children that are married, you can only invite two of them with their family. That's it. <laughs> All right. You need to make a list. No, this this is what the left is. I mean, end of conversation. This is what the left is. They want to tell you who you can have Thanksgiving dinner with. They want to tell you wear your fucking mask. Fuck them all. This is what you're voting for if you vote for Joe Biden. 100%. So, but wait, end of, it, end it, gets, it gets even better, Falcon. No, make I know. a list it, of know, all it gets, attendees. It gets, no, it gets worse. And, and this is even that alone right there is enough to raise the middle finger and raise the pirate flag to all those fuckers. Don't tell me I can't have dinner with my family. Eat a dick. End of conversation. Are you allowed to have abusive conversations on here? I can't remember. There's something about that at the beginning. Yeah, you can't be uh, you can't be <laughs> racist. I think uh, so. We can't. Okay. You know, uh, if we were uh, you know like a Nazi podcast or something, that might get shut down or something like that. But no, I think uh, I think we're probably. Jeremy, okay. I'm gonna have to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you, you can you can swear I marked it explicit, so so don't worry. But um, and we have we have twenty people on, so I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. We have twenty people on. I don't even know yeah. half the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, let me just let me just add another, you know, fuel log to the fire for for Falcon. It says you should use single serving food, no turkey or bowls of mashed potatoes or cranberry salad. <laughs> Yeah, if you must serve out of one dish, your guests may not help themselves. 
This is the left. Yeah. This Tur- is the uh, left. Uh, Turkey, the uh, the famously the uh, bigger the biggest uh, driver of, of COVID nineteen. COVID. <laughs> yeah, baked, uh, roasted turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's funny, but it's also not like this is. They're serious about this, and they will. Yeah, they it, it, it is this. scary. It's scary because like, if you, that's you can't the case, call yourself you know a liberal or a libertarian or any you know and and say like okay, this is remotely okay. Like even if. Even if this virus were to be the most contagious, deadly virus in the world, even then, that's borderline crossing a line as far as what the government can and cannot do. Given the fact that this virus is not that, this is just absolutely insane. They have absolutely Connecticut going insane. to Biden, by the way. I mean, not, not a shock. Yeah, Delaware the, going to Biden. The, the biggest problem here is that the rules are so terribly arbitrary. Mm-hmm, like, 100%. What, what science is a ban on roasted turkey based on none it's 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 based i mean yeah come on displaying your power you know i mean you can't have a bowl of mashed potatoes because how about this how about why doesn't everybody just agree to not be a shithead right take your temperature before you leave your house if you don't feel well don't go to fucking thanksgiving right Mm -hmm. let's just all not be shitheads and then we're taking relatively good precautions. Am, am I am I incorrect on that? And, and be, you know what? If if you're if you're out at, if you're out at Thanksgiving with your family, you know what? I, that's that's an example where I'll say, you know what? Go ahead and don't wear a mask. Because but don't you're, you're you're thinking you're thinking logically, and 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 they're not. See, that's the thing. That's that's why my politics are the way that, that they are. You know, why I, I vote so many different ways uh, and why I don't buy into the two-party system is because I like to look at things on their own merits and and and, and really think through things from, from a logical perspective. And... I mean, I, listen, I, I understand I why know. like a, a, general, a guy like Jim would go ahead and say, I vote Republican all the way down the board because that helps his business, right? It's, it's, it's proven that, that – that's, that's his value system, right? So, so Jim is voting on his value system, uh, which he's already expressed, right? So that's, that's what his value system is based on. So his voting makes but sense. I, Chris, I, Chris I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm with and you. It's, it's I, fine. I'm with you on the um, – Listen, like social issues, I could care less. Like, yo, you want to be gay? I got no issues with that. You want to, if women's rights choose, that's none of my business. But when it comes, you know, again, it comes down to the fiscal end of it where is where I make my decisions. Jim, you know what, buddy? You're a libertarian. Yeah. You don't know it, but you are. Well, no, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. No, I don't disagree uh, with that. But it, it, so I totally understand uh, why you voted for Trump. And I, right. I get it. You know, I've, I've got quite a few people that have very similar politics to me that just couldn't give up the two-party system and they, they cast their vote for Trump. And you know what? I get it. It's okay. You know what? I mean, uh, I, I voted for the libertarian candidate who I knew had absolutely, positively no chance of winning. But, you know, I, first of all, I live in New York. So, you know, I could vote Trump 50,000 times and he still wouldn't win New right. York, right? So it doesn't matter. But, I mean, I wouldn't vote for the man 
if you held a gun to my head. But I, I you know, so I voted for for uh, for Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem in this country. We're never going to get out of this two-party system. It's always going to be a two-party system. We have no term limits. I mean, you got you you got you, even, Republicans and Democrats both on both sides. You got you know Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, you know Chuck Schumer. I mean, the, all all three of them are fucking assholes. Yeah, but, I hate but them. You know, well, I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, all three of them are. They they need to leave. They need to right. leave. Right. But, you know, my uh, the one thing I want to bring up is why why do you think the uh, the two party system, uh, Democrats and Republicans, is so immutable? It's because people believe that they can't vote for anything other than those or their vote doesn't count. That's now, true. if everybody just voted their conscience, I mean, there's nothing special about those two. Those, those those two parties. I mean, we didn't always have these two parties. There used to be the Whigs and the Federalists. We've had Wait. other parties. Real real quick, real, breaking news here. We we have speaking we have a of special Whigs, guest. Speaking of Whigs, <laughs> the Whig Party has made a resurgence. Vote for me, Donald Trump, twenty twenty. I've got the most unbelievable wig. The wig was way better than any other candidate. I'd say even in the history of wig parties. Thank you all for joining. This is the Instant Journeyman Podcast. I'm your special guest, Donald J. Trump. Thank you for having me. Everybody says I have the most beautiful wig. Nobody knows wigs like I know wigs. Who's this guy on the line? Where's this guy coming from? Get some control over here, Jeremy. Get some control of this podcast. We're campaigning right now in all the battleground states. We're looking to sweep Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe, that old son of a bitch from Delaware. Who even goes to Delaware? I've never even heard of the state before. Have you ever heard of Delaware? It's unbelievable. You know what? The Chinese were China was going into Delaware, bringing in the Wuhan flu, and I shut that down. The Kung flu. I said we can't have that. (laughs) I've built a wall. It's the wall is seven trillion miles long. It goes into the Pacific all the way to China. They can't come underwater. They can't go over air. They can't dig underneath or above it. It's unbelievable. But you it's know unbelievable. what? The, they don't talk about that. The crooked media. Nobody can get over a wall. Just ask the Mongols. Just ask the Mongols. Nobody ever got over a wall before. Who's President- right now? Who, who's on the line? <laughs> President Trump, are you? Do, do you? Do you foresee a, a win here? That's my question. It looks like you are are, are winning Tennessee. Um, how, how about, Tennessee, how about other- unbelievable. unbelievable. They have the most amazing sweet tea down there. Some of the best, you know, really, I'd say the best sweet tea in the whole world. We're going to win Tennessee. We're going to win Michigan. We're going to win Wisconsin. We're going to win New York, California. I don't really see this <laughs> oh, as even oh, being. Jeremy, this, this just in. Uh, Georgia has swung to Biden based on uh, Donald Trump uh, favoring the sweet tea in Tennessee. <laughs> they have the only- taken great offense. That uh, the state of Georgia now uh, it's the uh, the sweet tea offense. 
The only thing that swings to Biden is the door kicking his son Hunter out of that low-level whore that he was with on the t- – watch the tape. It's not, It's on the tape. I've seen it. It's That's the only thing swing, swinging in the Biden way or me kicking the ass of that guy in this election. He's not going to win. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, 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 President Trump, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, what's your thoughts on him? <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Fauci, I can't wait to 2021, January 1st. Fauci is out. He's out. I'm bringing in my favorite doctor, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is going to be the new head of the CDC. We're also going to bring in a, a number of other unbelievable experts, the best in the best in the United States. We're going to fight this thing. And I'll tell you what, I got it. I got the flu. Fauci said to me, Wear a mask. You know what I said to Fauci? I don't like people who wear masks. I don't like people who get caught either. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Trump. We appreciate you joining. joining. Uh, but but we're going we're gonna to have to Thanks for having you, uh... me. Vote for Trump 2020. It's going to be an unbelievable race. Sleepy Joe's going down. Another four years. We're going to make America great. We're going to build that wall, you sons of bitches. Thanks for having me. And have a great night. Trump in 2021, 2024, whatever. I'm not leaving. Jeremy, how did you get Donald Trump to come on here? I thought I thought he would be uh, be on the phone talking dirty to Putin by now. No, man. No, I uh, Trump and I are personal friends when I lived in New York. He uh, he's yeah, he uh, he's he's a good, good guy. Good guy. Color me impressed. Uh, he, he already dropped off. Holy shit! That was cool. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's all about the business. You know, he's he's here to uh, to do a job. He did it poorly, like usual, and now he's gone. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So back back to this Falcon. Are you uh, are you watching any of the news, or are you you following it on like an iPad or something? Yeah, I'm watching the news. What am I crazy? What course, what? So so. So let's let's go back to your original thing. Wow, Jersey it goes to Biden. Is that is that normal? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I so. super normal. Yeah, yeah. I don't follow Jersey. I forget that it's even a state. Um, well, I mean, so, it's I mean, why would you want to acknowledge New Jersey? <laughs> um, Garden State, my ass. Trump on yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> such does. a shithole because <laughs> Trump's got a hotel. So so uh, real quick, let's go back to this. Let's let's before before it gets too uh, too legit with all the the, the map filled in, uh, we'll go around the horn. Uh, Jim, what do you yes. who do you think's gonna what, what what give me your 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 insights here? What do you what do you think? You think Texas is gonna go to to Biden or Trump? You think like battle states? Mm-hmm. You think you think Trump's gonna pull it off or or what? Oh, man. And then, I and then, the, what do you that. think is going to happen? And then you could tell us if you want what you want to happen. You know that that's that's fine as well. I want Trump to win, and I think Biden's going to win. That that's that's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, Florida Florida looks like it's going to like it's going to go red, you know, which is good because at least at least we're going red here. We did our job, but. Um, PA, I don't know about PA. I don't know about North Carolina. I don't know about Michigan. You know, I think he he should win Georgia, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I like I said, I think Biden's going to win, but 
you know, obviously I want Trump to win. Pretty nervous about it. <laughs> what about uh, – so, so Falcon, yeah. what about you? He's doing good. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm getting something to drink real quick. I'll be I'll be back. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. So so then so then so then Chris, what do you Chris, what do you think? Are you uh, you think it's going to be a, a, a Trump? Though I mean, you and I both at the end of our recording of uh, whatever Wednesday it's going to air in about two weeks or so, um, we both thought Trump would end up winning. You know, regardless of, of our, our views, we both thought that Trump would end up winning. What do you think now, looking at everything going on on the maps and and things like that? Yeah, so uh, so I, I still think uh, Trump is going to pull out a win. Um, how he's going to do it, whether it's uh, on election night or in the Supreme Court, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I, I think that Trump is going to be the president until uh, 2024. Uh, you know, maybe beyond if he has his way. Who knows? Um, I think that he's going to win Florida. Uh, I think he's going to pull it out in Texas. Uh, Pennsylvania, I'm not too sure about um, one way or the other. Uh, who do I want to win? Um, I think either way is bad. So, um, you know, it's basically pick your poison. You, I mean, the way, the way that you're thinking, I, I would, I would argue you can easily go ahead and, and say, you, you know what you get with Trump, right? So pick, pick the lesser of the evils. Cause you don't know what you're going to get with Biden. No, I'm right? pretty sure I know. I, I know what would, uh, what would happen with Biden too. You know, and to, for my for my life, and uh, you know the majority of uh, of lives that uh, are around me that I care about, um, there's not a whole lot of daylight between them. Um, I think that's for I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think Joe Biden is would make any meaningful uh, change uh, in this country. Um, I think he'd bring some stability. What, what would uh, meaningful change look like? Uh, <laughs> Somebody came back from their drink. <laughs> well, I just had to get some out of the fridge. I'm listening. So meaningful change that I would like to see is uh, getting all of our uh, military out of foreign engagements uh, and cutting the military budget by at least 50 percent mm. uh, and, and putting that uh, putting that money into uh, redeveloping our country's crumbling infrastructure. You know, why don't we, uh, instead of building uh, schools uh, in far off countries because we destroyed all of them with bombs uh, while creating more terrorists uh, with those same bombs, why don't we pull all of, all of our military back and take some of that budget and actually reinvest it into our country? Instead of building schools and bridges elsewhere, why don't we maybe do that here? You know? invest in our own people for a change i mean so, revolutionary so idea i know and now i i'm i'm not i'm not well versed on this but didn't we cut the budget for the military when when obama was in in uh, office no we did we didn't cut it no we just didn't grow it no we grew it we grew it we, we grew it oh well yeah. never we, mind. We, the, the little known secret jeremy is that obama is the party of war and the part well, of, of the deep state and everything, everything well, else that goes along with the, it. The, the, the little secret is that both, both Obama parties. Obama is the military industrial complex just with. with both parties are. The military industrial complex owns the United States um, uh, a political system. They, they uh, own the Republicans and the Democrats 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, every politician that's come up and said, well, you know, I'm going to end war and blah, 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 blah. They're all fucking full of shit. 
and they play a good game for the uh, for the for the dumbass voters. Uh, but then when they actually get into office, they, all they do is expand uh, military engagement across the world, and they they piss our money into sand dunes, and they kill people, and they they drop bombs and create more terrorists. That's all it does. Every time you drop a fucking bomb or shoot a missile into a fucking wedding in Afghanistan, all it does is create twice as many terrorists as it kills. Because the reason they're terrorists and they, the reason they hate us is because we have been fucking with their countries and fucking with their people for generations. And maybe if we actually stopped and just protected our own borders, okay, and, and, and attended to our own flock, for a little while. Sound like Donald Trump here? No, no. I, what are you talking about, man? He's he's all about uh, he, he's all about those foreign engagements too. He's all about America first. Wait, no, which, which not... foreign engagements is he about? Oh shit! Uh, North Carolina—they have eighty-nine percent probability Carolina going to Biden. North Carolina is not a foreign engagement. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm just I'm just breaking news, man. Breaking news. Eighty-nine percent uh, probability to Biden. Syria, Iran. Uh, how about those two for uh, uh, for starters? Okay, so he blew off a terrorist head in Iran. He didn't get involved in Syria nearly as much as the corporate press wanted him to. So he's he's blown the 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 military budget up by what thirty mm-hmm. percent? <clears throat> he's increased it. Is it about right? Somewhere in roughly thirty percent. Uh, and uh, how much of our foreign engagement has has he drawn down? Roughly well, every zero, time he tries to draw down out of Af- Afghanistan, there's amazingly leaks to the press about how bad this would be from the military brass. Who, who cares? Is, is, oh, is, is it? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Is the military brass the commander in chief? I forget. No, he, how does our no, system work? Not. Yeah, he's in charge. Oh, okay. So, so where where does the buck stop? Where is, does it stop with the military brass? Nope, stops with him. Okay, so I, where's the argument then? He, he's yeah, um, he's continuing the, uh, the the foreign engagements. He's not bringing the uh, the military home, and he's continuing to expand the uh, the military budget to what is it three quarters of our of our of our budget? Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, imagine the trillions of dollars that we have left in shrapnel in the Middle East. Imagine if that had been spent here. Or better yet, how about this? What if half of it had been spent here and the other half was still in our fucking pockets? How great would that be? But no, but no. We can't do that because we continue to have to be the military uh, police for the rest of the world, uh, creating more enemies than we kill constantly. Yeah, have, have any of you guys ever read 1984? No. no, 1984. A good year, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, well, you and I were both born that year. Uh, so one one of the one of the the ways in which the uh, this Big Brother government uh, keeps its uh, people in line in uh, George Orwell's 1984 is by having this amorphous enemy that's outside of the borders of the country. Okay, that can never be beaten. But we continuously win small battles against them because small battles being won is great for our morale. 
But having this enemy that never is actually truly defeated keeps us all in line. What does that sound like to you? It's this fucking bullshit terrorism. How many, yeah, but how many, how many, and we're never going to know this, but how many terrorist plots were foiled from the stuff those guys are doing over there? We're never going to have any clue what attacks were planned on our country. Like, we have no idea really what's going on over there. We could sit over here and play money, money quarterback all day long. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we really no, have no I, clue what's being foiled. What everybody? I mean, everybody hates us. From I mean, d- listen, t- Trump, Obama, you know, Bush. I mean, this goes back and years and years and years and years and years. I think now we're so hated long before you know Trump got in there. I don't know. Is anybody else hearing that he's he's chopping up? Oh yes. You guys listen hey, to, hey, Jim. to Joe Rogan at all, whatever. But the UFC fighter is an army ranger and everything else. Go ahead, Joe. Joe uh, you you Yo. chopped up there for a second. Go ahead. Am I? You, you're, you're clear now. I'm clear. No, I was just talking about. I, I was just curious as to how many, how many, how many terrorist attempts on our country were foiled because of the work those guys are doing over there. Say in the last, you know, ten years. Well, let me ask you, how many terrorist attacks were foiled on American soil because of the work that we're doing over there? I would estimate probably about zero compared to uh, how many could be prevented if all of those same people were just doing their work here instead. I don't know, man. You know, ah. personally, I mean, if we, if we don't have assets uh, over, over uh, overseas, we don't have to worry about terrorist attacks on them, right? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, we you you're, st- you're still gonna have, uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. What what do we call it? An embassy. You're still gonna have an embassy, so they they can still attack that. You have embassies all over the the, the world for a reason, right? So yeah. they but can the, always they can always attack that. The point is the reason why they hate us. Okay, because they hate us. Of, <laughs> yeah, they hate us because they hate us. <laughs> no, it, you know, uh, the the there was this uh, this this fallacy drilled into our heads especially since 9-11 where they hate us because of our freedom that's bullshit it's bullshit all right they hate us because we keep fucking bombing their countries we've been bombing their countries for generations this goes back to the english fucking 150 years ago the english and the french have been colonized the middle east and then when it wasn't the English and the French anymore, it was us. They've been colonized for hundreds of years. They want to be left the fuck alone. That's why they hate the West. It's not because of our, quote, freedoms. It's because we won't leave them the fuck alone. And if we leave them alone for a generation or two, they'll fucking stop. And it's not going to be an immediate thing. Like, if we pull out, we're still going to have to, like, you know, you know, watch our back and, and you know, uh, keep our alerts high and, and make sure that, you know, people aren't, inv- you know, coming into this country with, uh, uh, with nefarious uh, uh, aims. Oh, wow. But, Wait. but the, the Wait. reason why they hate us so much is because of that. 
not to not to discredit anything that you just said, but uh, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, Oklahoma, all are uh, going to Trump. Not that it's it's a yeah. None of those are a shock. Surprise. Colorado's uh, going to Biden. He, he he's uh, he's ahead in Florida. Yep, he's, he's ahead in, in Michigan too, big time. Wow, fifty nine to like thirty. I, it it went away, but it's like fifty nine to thirty something. I mean, Pennsylvania right now is seventy one percent of the votes that are in are for Biden, but there's only nine percent of the votes in, so you can't really count that. Uh, yeah, no, I I I do want I don't understand that either. So Virginia, like, I don't get that. So why are they giving Virginia? And that's what it was. That's what it's because of the precincts up north. That they're already like declaring him the winner in Virginia. Like, I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, because if you look, if you look at the map in Virginia, like the precincts, there's there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Like 15, 16, 17, maybe that are, are for, for Biden and the rest are Trump. Right. And somehow they gave yeah. it to him. I don't, listen, I don't get it. Listen, if the media was remotely honest at all, they would not be calling any of these states at all until all the votes are right. counted. This is all bullshit all the way through. Even well, North Dakota. I mean, so that, I mean that's, North that's, Dakota, but that's not really right. how statistics works, right? So I, I, statistics. No statistics. I mean, four four years ago, we we just talked about this. They called. They they did this four years ago. Exact same thing. They got. They called all these states early. Oh, we statistics. Yes. No. 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 I I agree to a certain extent. Okay. Let me finish. That's statistics works. I mean, statistics are. It's a. It's a. It's a pretty good science. All right. It's mathematics, and it, it works out quite well. Uh, nine or ten percent is far too early to call. You know, if they get to 25, 30%, um, and there's a, a, a really statistically significant lead by, by one uh, party or the other, then I would say, you know, um, you know, we could go with that. But, you know, it has to be done uh, statistically and, and at 9% or, you know, 10% uh, precincts reporting. I just don't see how you could do that. So I do agree with you to a certain extent. But statistics are, are you know, quite powerful. I l- listen. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with either. You. I, I look at it and I say that. I, I think that them calling things is is just them trying to get more more views. Because I, I remember in what was it 2016? I was sitting in the the Marriott in in Beverly Hills, and I was in their lounge, and I remember watching this. And and saying like, when I would watch MSNBC, there was there was four TVs on. There was MSNBC, there was, uh, or, or maybe it was CNBC. There was CNN, there was NBC, and then there was Fox. And every single one of them showed these things and had Trump or Trump getting crushed to Falcon's point, except Fox. And then all of a sudden, it just somehow changed. And it was it was hilarious, you know, and not 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 one way or another. But it was just hilarious to to watch how their their attitudes had changed. Like they were so happy that that Hillary was winning, and then all of a sudden it just their attitude changed, and they were like, "This is the darkest day of America's history." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on here?" Man, you know, when uh, on election day, twenty sixteen. Uh, I was living about part-time 
in Canada while my wife was going through immigration because my wife's Canadian. Um, so uh, when we got married, so this is one of the few things that I really didn't research super well in my life, which is ironic because it was probably one of the most important things. Um, anyway, so we got married and they wouldn't let her back in the country because she didn't have her visa yet. Uh, so they're like, well, you're an Ill illegal immigration risk. So <laughs> they <laughs> expelled her from the country and wouldn't let her back in. So anyways, we got an apartment in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Um, and I was there on election night. I woke up the day after election night and I saw that Trump won. And I was like, I don't want to go back to the United States. Because he... Uh, you know, because I just, I, I just, I just knew it was going to get bad. But I, I, and I think Jim Falcon and I are are on the same page here, and 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 chime in the two of you. Uh, but I don't, I don't agree. I don't think it, I don't think it got bad. What, what got bad when Trump nothing, got in? Nothing other than, got bad. other than nothing got, nothing got bad until March. Shit got shitty in March. Right. Up until that, we were nothing. running on, we were running full steam. You know I, and, and, uh, so I, I'm going to I'm going to do something that that I uh, I haven't really done, which is uh, assess where my mind was at in 2016, um, and what the reality ended up being. Right. So uh, for me and my life, and the, really the majority of things, uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. It, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, until March and April when the whole coronavirus thing happened. Um, there were a lot of things that... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, I think that Trump has done a, a, a lot of damage to our the social fabric. Um, because I see, of, I, I, just, and I would... And I would disagree there. And and now I'm not I'm not I'm not swaying one way or another. I'm just saying I would disagree there because I don't think it, it's Trump. I think it's the hatred for Trump that has done that. I you think cannot, I think that and you cannot. Tell I think me that he's that. Listen, I think he he's a dick and not, he says the wrong things. He's extremely but, divisive. And you know I've got uh, one friend of mine that says, "Oh well, you're not being fair to him. He's just one person." And blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, he's one person. But he's the president of the United States. He has the biggest bully pulpit of anybody in the world. And he should use it. And he uses it. He should use the it. Wrong, he, use it. he uses it. No, he does use it. But he uses it for the wrong things. And he has caused so much more division in this country. No, no, no. That division was coming a mile down the road before he got here. Oh, I, I won't deny that up, at all. The reason he showed up is because the division was already here. The downfall of this country started decades ago. Decades ago. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly when it started. Um, is uh, in the Ronald Reagan era and the advent of cable news. How dare you talk about Ronald Reagan like that? No, I'm kidding. I, well, <laughs> I mean, I think that uh, that Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan were were pretty bad as far as divisiveness goes. But I'm not laying it at their feet. I am laying it at the feet of cable news. Because cable news took the news from being a public service and, and turned it into a for-profit um, advertising enterprise. And in order to I sell think you're advertising, you think the news was ever not 
a if it was ever a public entity. It it absolutely was when it was broadcast news. Uh, they used to report what the facts were, and I'm not I'm not saying that it was uh, all right. I'm not well, saying well, that uh, real, that it was quick. ever without propaganda because that is absolutely not the case. However, when cable news started, and more specifically, when cable news developed competition, it became uh, a, a, an engine for divisiveness in the country in the interest of, uh, of corporate profit. Because when you can create division and you can create fear and hatred from one side to the other, you can create these tribal dynamics, then you can create this... Uh, this um, uh, fear and hatred-driven loyalty uh, to one side or the other, the CNN versus Fox News dynamic, where people are glued to their television news. And when more and more people are glued to their television news, for more hours in the day, the, t the advertising revenue becomes uh, more and more and more valuable. So, now so before cable news, at least we all had our heads in the sand in the same direction. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's probably the most true thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's that. What a beautiful phrase. That was really well done. Um, I mean, I think I think it's true. You know, we we had a, a somewhat, uh, you know, homogenous culture to some extent, and and this is driven not just by cable news. This is driven also by immigration and you know larger forces, globalization all this stuff. So, I mean, it's really difficult. I, I mean, I think you're right. Cable news is a component of that, but this idea that, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to deduce your argument just to this, that, you know, this combativeness was Trump's fault. You know, I, I think this was a, the beginning of a culmination of a lot of things taking place, globalization, immigration, cable news, certainly a part of it where it's allowed our society to more than bifurcate and, and just to break into a lot of different factions and cable news certainly doesn't help it. But we're at this part no. now where, for some reason, we consider ourselves all American, even though there's very little mythology that holds us together anymore. So I, I would never say, uh, and I, I hope that it didn't come across, that you know, I was laying this purely at, the, at, at Trump's feet, because that's, that couldn't be further from the, from the truth. Uh, the point that I was trying to make is that, you know, basically, Donald Trump is the boil on the ass of the cultural disease that we've been developing for decades. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's a pimple. He's not, he's not the festering bacteria underneath the surface. He's just, he's the, he's the most prevalent and acute symptom of the uh, cultural disease that we've inflicted upon ourselves. Yeah. I, I used to agree with that. I mean, I, I, I definitely can, can see where you're coming from with that for sure. For sure. Yeah. So now, re real quick, just to uh, not not to switch it up, but it's funny. I, I I'm I have Fox News. I I switched over to CNN, and now CNN they legit have no states called except like five. Yep, I've been I think watching that, it. Yep. I think I think I think they learned their lesson from last Good election. That's what I was just. <laughs> that's what I was saying a little while ago. Is that they it's, seem it's to be. Good. A lot more cautious this time. They're around. so gun shy right now because yeah. you know you Which have, is you good. Have, they should be. Yep. 
I, I agree, but you have you have Fox calling it right now where, where you have Joe Biden at 129 and Trump at 94. And then you have CNN that has it at like 46 to something else. And and it's it's just so funny to me. But they're showing that Florida oh is this Florida? Uh, no, South Dakota and Connecticut. Okay, so they just they just called South South Dakota and Connecticut finally, but Florida is ninety three percent in, and and Trump is in the lead, big time. Oh yeah, I, I mean <laughs> yeah, I, shouldn't I, say, I shouldn't say big time, but enough. There's there's no way Biden's going to win Florida and Texas. Just not going to not going to happen. I, I don't know who even said that, that was possible. I mean Florida. I mean know, especially. Like, I mean so anybody my, saying Texas was just in. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, Texas is oil country. Oil country is never going to vote for somebody like Biden, who has has been publicly, you know, talking about, you know, being against fossil fuels. It's just not going to happen. It's like fifty percent of the economy in Texas. Now, uh, another thing that we haven't talked about is is the, the the Senate race, right? So for the Senate race. Right now, forty-three Democrats, thirty or thirty-seven Republicans. I, I do you do you think it's going to go one way? Or, which way do you think it's going to go? Or do you think it's going to be split? I think it's going to be split. I don't foresee a uh, a, a significant um, uh, you know, change in the uh, in the composition of of Congress. I, I really don't. Falcon, do you agree, Jim? No, I don't think it's going to change too much either. I, I think it's I don't think the Democrats are going to take over the Senate. I'll leave it at that. OK, that's, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Looks like the Republicans might pick one up in Michigan. Um, you know, maybe maybe. In, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. No, but you know. no, real, real quick. Do you guys, do you guys see? Oh, real quick. Chris, real quick. Do you guys see yeah. that? Like, do you think polling is, is just completely going away? After this election, because especially if Trump wins, do you think polling's like a thing of the past? It should it should go away. 100%. Yeah, I mean the the problem with it is that I mean ages ago, it used to be very easy for them to do it because all they had to do was randomly pick people out of the phone book and they could do a scientific poll. And again, going back to statistics, you know, if you can do a, a scientific poll and you could look up what that actually means. Um, you can get a relatively good idea of what's going to happen, uh, assuming people tell you the truth. Okay. Uh, however, it's basically impossible to do a scientific poll now because uh, phone books are irrelevant. You know, uh, if you go by the phone book, all you're going to get are people that are 60 years old or older. You know, maybe 50 and older. Okay. Uh, if you uh, and then if you go by other things, you know, to get in touch with people, the Internet or cell phones, you know, you're invariably going to get people that are, uh, you know, more fanatically uh, political. Right. Because the reason why they'll have those phone numbers or the reason why they have those email addresses or access to those people's uh you know, social media profiles. It's because they're one way or the other. It's because they've in indicated that they're involved with one type of politics or another. So it becomes and virtually not impossible for nothing, to do a but, scientific poll. 
not for nothing, but you know, between Chris, Falcon, Jim, Ian, the, the all of us that are dialed in here, has any one of you like take, taking the time where you get a phone call and you're like, oh yeah, I'll take a 15 minute survey and tell you who I'm going to vote for and so why? So I did, I no, did, I did. I, I, shut up, you did. I have a few times. Yo, so they they called they called me up and um, they're like, we're doing a poll, blah blah blah. I said, and they asked me, are you Republican or Democrat? I said, I'm I'm Republican. They said, okay, thank you for your time. I was like, well, what do you mean you don't want my you don't want to know who I'm going to vote for? They said, no. I'm good. Have a good day. Thank you. Yep. That was it. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll give you my experience too, uh, because it's, it's different from yours. However, in some ways it's very similar. Uh, so I've taken a couple of them and I've never had that experience where they've asked me what my pol- political affiliation is off the bat. But uh, every time I've done a poll, the questions have been phrased in such a provocative way as to um, like really try and steer people toward the answer they're looking for. So it's it's kind of the same thing where you know you know you're a Republican and you tell them you're a Republican, so they're not interested in in <laughs> so your ask, how often do you be your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you know, in in my experience, they they equally try to steer you toward. Uh, you know, giving the answer that they want for their poll by using purposely provocative language. You know, it's 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 really like it's been very saddening for me. You know, I, I've taken I've taken these polls because uh, I kind of care about the process, and uh, I, I felt like I you know I kind of wanted to uh, contribute to. You know, data about public sentiment. You know, I mean, uh, Jeremy, you, you, in the you know um, uh, conversations we've had, you know, I'm very data driven, right? You know, I'm yeah. very uh, very analytical. So I see the value in 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 contributing to this sort of stuff. However, you know, once I started to contribute to it, I realized that there was no value there, and it was you know kind of depressing. I, I I mean I don't disagree with you there. I think I, I don't I just don't waste my time with it. You know, I get I get I get phone calls and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Who are you voting for? And I'm just like probably not your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jer. We know we so. know which way you lean, Uncle Jer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I got, you know, for it, it, when uh, the podcast, uh, the Whatever Wednesday podcast comes out that uh, uh, I was on with uh, with Jeremy, it's the first one where he actually comes out and says who he was going to vote for. Yeah, well, and I, I, I make no qualms about it. I, I, I'm very similar to Jim. I vote for me and my family. And and that's it. Like, there's no no question about it. And and one person stands out for me than the other. And I hate. I can't stand it. Actually, I want to bring this up to you guys because it, it's something that really bothers me. Is somebody on Facebook? And I know. Um, Randy. No. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not Randy. <laughs> 
it was um it was somebody on facebook but they posted uh where is it? I, I i took a screenshot wait of hold on virginia swing to donald trump who said that virginia was going to uh to Biden? was saying that before that yo saying yeah, on, no, on fox news oh it's with trump now big time <laughs> wow um, sorry go ahead no no you're good you're good let me see here it was it's right here hold on i gotta pull it i'm up. sorry i'm at bigly yeah here we go it says it says toxic positivity meets privilege and somebody posted you know what i'm gonna do the day after election day if my candidate loses i'm gonna go to work be happy live my life love others and then, and then it said, if he wins, same. And this person said, this is toxic positivity meets privilege. Let's hear some real and empathetic responses for how folks are planning to spend the rest of the week being realistic that we likely won't know the results until later in the week. Mine involves comfort food, coffee in the day, alcohol at night, and permission to feel all the feelings. As a list below, nope, I don't believe in dismissing the damage and hurt the last few years have perpetuated by pretending it's business as usual. It's not. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest. If Biden wins, it really doesn't affect me too much other than my taxes might go up. If Trump wins... It really doesn't affect me too much other than my taxes will stay the same. You know, all the other all the other issues out there, you know, whether it's foreign policy, whether it's, you know, the the, the uh, Supreme Court, none of that affects me personally. So now I go to my family. Does it affect my family? No, it doesn't. Does it affect my community? Maybe some of it does. And that's how I have to think. But. I'm I'm so sick of people saying, if I see a Trump sign, I think you're racist. That's kind of bullshit. Like that's you're you're no better than somebody who is actually racist, in my opinion. Right? Or, or am I wrong? And 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 let's let's hear Jim. Do you agree? What do you, what, what's your thoughts? And then let's let's talk to Falcon. And then and then and then Chris. <clears throat> Listen. I've been called racist a bunch. My wife's Cuban and Puerto Rican. Obviously, my kids are. You know, this is something that the left will throw at you. Uh, You know, you're a racist because you support Trump. No, I'm not racist because I I support Trump and I support law and order. I mean, this this is this is this is the whole problem. If you want to vote for Biden, that's none of my business. Like, I don't really care. Again, I agree with you 100 percent. Whatever is going to benefit me and my wife and my kids, that's the way I'm going. I don't give a shit about my next door neighbor. I really don't. I mean, I, I know it sounds harsh, but I mean, it's just the truth of the matter. I, mean, I, I, I don't understand how other people don't feel that way. I, I don't get it. Like, I'm not here to support other human beings. I've owned a business since 2005. I've seen so many. I've had to go through, I would likely say, at least 300 men to get the 20 guys that work for me now. Because they're 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 worthless. They're lazy. They're literally like a waste of oxygen. 
They got their hand out. I mean, I just saw it just flashed up on the TV now. It's like 70% to raise minimum wage in Florida to 15 bucks an hour. It's a fucking joke, having, man. Having, they don't deserve 15 having bucks done, an hour. Having done concrete construction in my past, I would have to say that is the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 400 or 500 right. people that you had to get to. It's brutal, man. And because it's, it's a tough job, man. It's a tough job. It's hard. And you know how many Americans work for me? None. Everybody's from, everybody's from you know, Colombia, you know, yeah. Jamaica, yeah. Haiti. And the problem is the bottom line is Americans, you know, black and white, both, they don't want to work, man. They want everything on a silver platter. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Listen, I'm not the most brightest guy in the world. I'm not. But, like, I'm not afraid to work. I've never been afraid of, like, physical physical work. But, like, how many people, especially kids and everything, coming up now, you know, they want to develop apps and be, you know, social media influencers. I mean, this is, this is what we have now in this country. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and, and you, go, you go out now. Look at what electricians make, plumbers make, my industry makes. I mean, there is money here, and people just don't want to do it because it's too hard. No, that's my that's my that's my feeling on it. <laughs> no, that's that's good. That's good. You you make some awesome points there. You know, points that I've made myself. You know, I mean, uh, personally, uh, well, I didn't go to uh, to college until I was twenty eight. You know, I went out in the job uh, in the job market, and I did my thing, uh, and then eventually I made my way uh, into into college. But you know, trade school uh, and um, you know, uh, uh, God, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Holy crap! Vocational training, probably. Yeah, yeah, vocational uh, vocational schools and uh, apprenticeships. Apprenticeships is the word I was looking mm -hmm. for. Um, are all equally great ways to find uh, uh, what you want to do. Right. You know, I think there's, there's so much pressure put on people. You know, how can you put that much pressure on a 17-year-old uh, kid? What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't fucking know. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up when I was 17. Did you? Did any of you? Does what you want to do now even remotely resemble what you thought you wanted to do when you were 17. I wanted to be a Probably. I wanted to be a cop. That's what I wanted to be. But thank God I didn't become one because for sure I would have been one of those cops that just for, let the fuck off. I'd be on the news. I'd be on the news. I'd be on the news cop because I don't know how those poor men and women do their job. <laughs> I really don't. It's a, it's not a job nope. I want. Uh, it's for no sure. way uh, for uh, for a lot of different yeah. reasons. You know, it's just not not something I'd want to do. But uh, you know, being in business, uh, being a, a manager, uh, you know, uh, being uh, an administrator is, is something that I'm very good at. Uh, and you know, I like doing it. You know, and and you know, construction is uh, and and engineering, simple engineering is something that's very good for you know. Uh, some people are very good at that. You know, plumbing uh, and electric electrical work; uh, those are all extremely good, uh, you know, things to work at. Yeah, I think it's a shame that uh, there's so much pressure for kids to 
uh, go to college right after high school. And, and that's like the end all be all of it. If you go into a trade, you go to be an auto mechanic or you go to be a, a truck mechanic or you go to be an electrician or a plumber or something like that, it's looked down on. It's like, you know, what the fuck? Or if you, if you take a break, if the kids take, want to take a break, you know, and just go into the workforce and just figure out who they are as people, it's looked down on. It's bullshit. I don't know. Anyways, this took a, a the conversation took a turn, but you you really struck a nerve with me because, you know, I was really feeling what you were saying, you know, about that whole thing. You know, there's there's such an an elite um, bent in, in this country toward, you know, this going to uh, to college right out of high school, and you got to know exactly what you want to do, and if you don't, then you're some kind of loser. You know, and it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's true. Such it's true. It's, it's, it's such bullshit. Yeah. It's so, and it's so destructive. It's so destructive. It crushes people. You know, not only does it crush people's dreams and their ability to figure out what they actually want to do with their lives, but it crushes people under under student loan debt. Look at, I mean, student loan debt is the, is the biggest debt crisis in this country right now. How many of those people, uh, you know? Didn't even are, are have degrees that they'll never use. That that's a whole yeah. that's a whole yeah. other. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, no, it's it's, a, it's the same conversation. But, but no, but I mean yeah. the, yeah. the the student debt thing. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, the college institution. I mean, that's like it's like a damn criminal organization at this point. Oh, absolutely, it's a cabal. Absolutely, like my business partner's kid got into um, Duquesne, so. Um, up in Philly. So pandemic happens, whatever, you know, he's home online learning. He's got to pay the full tuition for the, the, he got his room and board back. That was it. I mean, it's a joke. So you're going to learn on a computer for the first semester and, and, or second, you know, however many semesters he's going to be doing that for. And he's paying full tuition to go to Duquesne university. And you know, 60 some odd thousand, you know, it's crazy. And it's all about their money. They wanted to bring the kids back for the first like two, three weeks. What to fucking send them home just to just just to collect their money? It's bullshit. What? Yeah, there's a big problem with that right now, and it's uh, it's tough. It's tough for these uh, uh, institutions to figure out. You know, the, but the biggest problem is the the culture surrounding higher education in this right. country. You know, I mean. Kids shouldn't feel pressured to go to college right out of high school. If they want to, that's great. You know, awesome. But there's there's so many so many kids that you know could benefit from having a year or two off to figure out what they want to do, or you know maybe they shouldn't be felt you know uh, made to feel like they're trash for wanting to be a mechanic, you know, or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it's it's fucked up. We had this such a, a strange uh, perspective on that in this country. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of agreement on that from uh, from all sides. Um, there's definitely a push to sort of this managerial uh, class that. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is also part of Trump's, Trump's appeal to some extent. Is you know, 
mercantilism is certainly far from perfect, but uh, you can at least see where he's coming from when Trump pushes this idea of, uh, you know, we need to start building things here in America again. You know, it, it might not be the perfect solution, but you can at least see where he's yeah, coming yeah. from. You know, one of, the, one of the things that I loved about Trump when he was running, right, and it's one of the things I was very open about liking him about was he had this plan. Uh, well, he, he didn't really flesh it out, so I can't call it a plan, but he had an idea for, uh, I think it was like a $1 trillion infrastructure bill mm-hmm. for this country. And I was like, you know what? That's something I could really get behind. You know, investing in this country for a change instead of pissing all of our money, uh, you know, away overseas. Whatever happened to that? Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful uh, for his his second term. You know, if if, if he wins, <laughs> why he never even talked about it again? Well, uh, you know, I I don't necessarily disagree with that. I I do think that he was uh, handcuffed a lot more than he thought he would ever be with the whole Russia bullshit and the travel ban bullshit. And I think he thought he was going to come into office and be like, okay, well I'm in charge, you know, so we're going to do things my way. And then he realized that didn't work that way. uh, Right. It doesn't work that way. You know, I can't remember whose joke it is. (laughs) Joe Rogan talks about it all the time where, you know, you, you get elected president and they take you into a back room and they say, they show you a picture of, you know, the uh, Kennedy assassination. And the so aliens in Area 51, and yeah. Well, exactly. well no, they, they, they show you the president getting assassinated, and they say, any questions? You know, like, if you rock the boat too much, you know, this is what happens. Um, you well, know, so I, I, I am hopeful that the second term, you know, he, he kind of says, all right, you know, let's, let's really push this America first thing. Because he did run on, you know, on canceling these wars. Um, he has not succeeded in that. You're absolutely right. You know, he... Uh, he did, you know, one of his big things against Hillary was, you know, I was against the Iraq war from the beginning. You know, no, it wasn't. maybe a, a little bit of him playing with the past. Well, but there's no doubt that she was unequivocally for it. You know, she's on the record. Oh, right yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, Hillary yeah. was uh, was the, uh, the the second worst candidate uh, that uh, the Democrats have fronted in my lifetime. Uh, the worst one being the one that's current. Are you are you, are you guys um, there now? Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was I was I was without sound for a while. Listening, I can hear yes. you, but I couldn't speak. Yeah, I could hear you. So if I, I just want to make if sure. If there's one thing that's that that's proved is that uh, we can do this podcast without you. So <laughs> good night, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. I just I uh, I want to make sure. I, I was like I was like oh shit. <laughs> But no, you, you guys are you guys are good. So, uh, so I mean, he never mentioned ever the uh, uh, infrastructure bill again after he was elected. Did you and, listen to every word he said during his administration? Dude, come on. So, in fairness, he might have talked about the infrastructure plans, but it never gets talked about, right? I mean, but there's a lot of things. There's sure. a lot of things that don't get talked about, though. I mean, they're they're gonna. I mean, look at look at look at. Sure. I mean, if, if 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 it was it was a it was a, a big pillar of his uh, of his election campaign, and then it basically went away. Maybe did did he ever mention it again? Not to my knowledge. Could he have? Sure, maybe he did. You know, but it certainly wasn't a big focus for him. 
he definitely pushed for one. And ironically enough, and, and I say that facetiously, his biggest pushback came from the Republicans, which is just you know not surprising because <clears throat> Trump's greatest asset is that he 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 is not a Republican. I mean, I, I really do believe that to my core. Um, just based on the last four years, you know, he's been at war with the the party. Um, you know, outside of Mitch McConnell and, and judges, he's had to fight almost tooth and nail with the Republicans as much as the Democrats to some extent. Um, and it's it's disheartening that you know, anytime he did push an infrastructure bill, that the Republican Party themselves were the ones saying, "No, we can't afford this." Uh, did now, he ever? They, they might have had a good it, reason. Did he ever push yeah. a bill? Because I well, don't recall a bill ever being drafted or brought before anybody. And I, but I will agree with you that he's not a Republican. Uh, and the, what I'm going to say next is going to get me a lot of hate, but that's okay. Um, in order for him to be a Republican, he would have to at least fundamentally agree uh, with the, uh, the, the Republic um, form of government that we have today, and, which I don't believe that he does. Um, Donald Trump is a fascist. He wants fascism I, because he I wants, disagree there. He wants uh, he wants to run the United States like a business, and that's exactly what fascism is. He he does not have any taste for uh, the democratic republic that we have in this country. He wants to call the shots. Uh, as the uh, the you know the decision maker in in all cases, and I'm sorry if you know the the word fascist is is very provocative, you know because uh, I know that it is, but you know if you take that word out and you just look at him uh, uh, and his own merits as his personality and the way that he likes to you know do things, uh, you'll see the truth of it. And, and that in, in and of himself, in his own philosophy, he is completely a fascist. So what, what makes him a fascist? I, I lost you there a little bit. No, I, I mean, I, I, I understand. And I, I'm, I'm not caught up on the word fascist. I'm not scared about any yeah. of that bullshit. I mean, uh, what, he, what he, uh, he wants to be able to run this country like he does his businesses, where he's the CEO and whatever he says is what's done. He does not have any taste for democracy. He doesn't want any votes on anything. He doesn't want to have to convince anybody. Uh, he just wants to be able to give a directive and have it done. Well, is, is that not the role of the president, though, at least within the executive branch? I mean, it's, no. it's the legislature's job to push, to push bills and then for him to sign them. Uh, that that is not the role of the president whatsoever. In what regard? Uh, the role of the president is to respect the democracy mm -hmm. and to make the best case possible for the policy decisions that he wants to make. Now, he uh, absolutely has a purview, absolute purview over foreign policy and things like that. Right? You know, those are under the purview of the president. 100%, you know, that's just what the powers of the presidency are. However, he wants complete control and, uh, and complete autonomy uh, over every facet of how this country runs and all of the policies that, uh, uh, that 
dic- you know, that, that, that dictate the, uh, um, uh, the, the law, order, and uh, uh, day-to-day of this country. That, is, is that unique to him? Or, or do you think that that's kind of the case with past people too? Uh, I, I don't think it's unique to him. Okay. Honestly, uh, I think that uh, one of one of the things that is unique to him is his unique inability to disguise it. I mean, he's he's a bald-faced fascist, whereas I think that somebody like Joe Biden uh, at least has a uh, an ability to disguise it. Uh, I don't think that anybody that runs for president um, under these two parties for the, you know, uh, at least as far as long as I've been alive uh, has been anything other than wanting to do that. But they've been at least willing to work within the system and give the system some kind of power. Whereas, uh, you know, Trump has dedicated his entire existence to removing all checks and balances from that system so to enable himself to to be able to have unilateral can you give me a specific example just so i better understand uh yeah so the uh the extreme politicization of the department of justice is uh is the biggest example that i can give you um, the fact that the, the Department of Justice and, and Bill Barr have exacted uh, political retribution against opponents of the administration uh, many times. Uh, it's, it's quite disturbing. And how, how is that different from any other president that has, has done that? Uh, well, most presidents uh, have not actually done that. Uh, so openly and uh, so sorry. I still need an example. Like I'm, I'm I mean, I, I'm not trying to be difficult. Like, what, what is an example of him doing that to a political opponent? All right, I'll give you one notable example. Sure. Um, uh, Michael Cohen. Okay. Okay. So Michael Cohen uh, was uh, supposed to be uh, leaving uh, prison, you know, because he lied to Congress on on behalf of the president. Uh, so he was supposed to be leaving prison to go uh, into uh, house arrest uh, on his way toward ending his sentence and, uh, and all of that. So uh, what ended up happening was he had a book, uh, this expose that he had published uh, about the president. Uh, you know, who knows how much of it is truthful and how much of it is not. He seems to be uh, basically a liar, but, uh, you know, who knows? Um, you know, I'm not saying anything about the veracity of what he wrote, uh, just the fact that he had this expose about the president. Uh, the Justice Department came to him and said, uh, you uh, have to agree not to publish this uh, or, you know, we're not going to approve uh, you going into house arrest, which he was already approved for. But but who who in fact he who who claimed this? Is it is this like knowledge? It's, I, it's, I, it's I don't a matter, know. It, yeah, it, it's a matter of public record. Okay. So I mean, you can go and and, and look up the public records on it. Uh, he was given this ultimatum that he either withdrew his uh, his 
publication uh, or he was going back to prison. And he refused to withdraw the publication of the book. So they put him back in actual prison instead of, you know, what, where he was supposed to go, which was uh, into house arrest on his way to, you know, finishing off the sentence. So, uh, and the, uh, um, he was released from prison because a federal court overturned the Justice Department because it was found that um, they did it specifically for retribution. That was the ruling. Gotcha. No, that's a good that's a good example. I'm, I'm loosely familiar with the Michael Cohen uh, affair. You know, not, obviously not intimately, um, but that's a very good introduction to it. All right. So, so I'm not, I'm not saying Michael Cohen's not a scumbag because I sure. think that objectively he is. No, I, I don't. I don't think you you're know? defending Michael Cohen. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so real quick, a political philosophy movement or regime that exists, or, or, I'm sorry, exalts nation and often race above the individual that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, right? Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. You would say that that was yeah. exactly what Trump is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he has a lot of the hallmarks of uh, of of being a fascist. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't I don't no, know if I, I agree. Mean, I, don't I I I don't think we live. Uh, so let me let me clarify here. I think that Trump is a fascist. I do not think that we live in a fascist regime. I think that he would very much like to get us to that point, and I think that he has driven us toward that end. However, we're not living in a fascist regime at this particular moment. If no, that makes unfortunately, sense. Unfortunately we're living in a liberal regime. I, I, I just I just no, I think that, that I think that, that term just like just like uh, you know racist and, and just like all I think that just gets thrown so loosely out there. And now you're 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 No I think I think I think Chris is doing a good job differentiating between you know, fascist is a loaded term, and no, it, it is. And, and it, I was saying, very loaded doing term. A good job. I, I agree. I I think that it is very much thrown around. Just like I think that you are absolutely right that racist is thrown around, and a lot of other uh, like the word Nazi is thrown around, like it means nothing. You know, um, I absolutely agree with that, and I don't use the term lightly or uh, or or you know with. Uh, uh, any sort of, um, I'm not trying to be cavalier about it. You know, I'm trying to assess, you know, what I see about Donald Trump as a, as a person, as his personal philosophy, uh, the way that I have digested his policies and the way that he speaks uh, and the, the ideas uh, and thoughts that he has projected out there. Um, I think that he is absolutely a fascist. And to some extent, I'm willing to go along with you to the extent that you say that his biggest fault, not to paraphrase, is that he does the worst job hiding it out of his predecessors. Because I, I, I don't think the way you've outlined fascism is any departure from 
any predecessor of his, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, I mean, his, uh, his ability to, to mask it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's he's very um, very much uh, more out front with it. He just doesn't give a shit. You know, Which don't you uh, find refreshing? <laughs> no, I certainly don't. And and again, uh, let me just remind everybody uh, because when I start talking about Donald Trump, I think people tend to forget that I'm not a Democrat. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. Uh, there was never any danger that I was going to vote for Joe Biden. It was never going to happen. It's was not like any, was there ever it's any not like I can, vote for Donald Trump. What's that? Was there ever any doubt that or, or uh, danger that you were going to vote for Donald Trump? If you don't no. mind me asking. Okay. No. There was there was never any inkling in my mind that I was going to vote for either of them. Yeah, fair enough. You know, so I you know, I, I don't want and, people and to, to think to be, to be honest, that's that's exactly where I was four years ago. So I'm 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 very much sympathico with you in that I mean four years ago I held my nose and I voted for Hillary Clinton. Oh god bless you. Wow. Yeah. So I'll admit it, you know. Uh, in fact, uh, up until, I mean, I was a registered Democrat for 18 years, and uh, I really fell out of step with the Democrat uh, Democratic Party uh, quite a few years ago. But uh, I still liked being able to vote in the primaries. Uh, but yeah. then the, the primaries ceased to have any meaning to me, and then finally, I emotionally uh, gave up on the uh, Democratic Party, and I changed my registration to uh, Libertarian Party. Yeah, so re regardless of, um, I guess, the, yeah, you're, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll step back and say this. One of the, one of the I think, the most hidden aspects of, of the current electorate, and, and this is something that I, I think people, if trends continue the way they are, is when I was growing up, the Democrats were completely the party of the people. Um, you know, certainly there was some liberal, <clears throat> limousine liberalism going on, but you know, the Republicans were, were kind of farmers and millionaires somehow. And the Democrats were the party of unions and the middle class and obviously teachers unions and stuff like that. And I, I think one thing that's happening under Donald Trump, and this is again to differentiate between him and the GOP at, at large, is that somehow the Republican leaning voters are much more the party of the people, um, at least relative to when I was growing up. And the Democratic Party has become the party of elitist corporatism. And within the last couple of years, and we can disagree about this a little bit, but sort of the industrial, uh, you know, military complex or what, what have you. Like, I think if you look at who supports the Democrats at large, you know, it's definitely the upper brass in, you know, the deep state swamp, however you want to color that. Certainly corporations at large. Um, and then, you know, I live in a relatively upper middle class, you know, neighborhood. Um, and it certainly leans um, towards the sort of college educated left leaning um, demographic. And, and for me to pro process that just relative to what, you know, how I understood the world 20 years ago, um, it hasn't exactly flipped on its head, but it certainly has taken a large deviation from the electorate as I knew it growing up as, you know, maybe a 15 to 25 year old. And I think that's the most interesting part to me about Donald Trump and sort of, you know, his movement. You know, you see the, the rallies he's had in the last week or two. You know, it's, it's, you know, who knows exactly who's there, but it seems to be largely working class, middle America, 
Um, you know, Spotify is not not there with banners. Uh, Visa isn't there with banners, which you know would. Wall Street certainly isn't there with with banners. It's been it's kind of really interesting to see, you know, whether Donald Trump wins or loses tonight is is obviously going to dictate the the path of this going forward. But but what does the electorate look like? You know, who do they who do they identify with um, going forward? You know, it's it's not this clear third party split. You know, where you've got Republicans, Democrats, and other. You know, and my personal opinion would would be you know at least previously would have been other would have been really nice to have like a libertarian sort of faction arise because i think we have a, a libertarian faction well okay <laughs> you know yeah, I, we, we, i'm not disagreeing with that i, I think <laughs> most americans are libertarian um you know i, I believe this for a long i time. wish they would fucking vote that way jeez hey, I, I voted for i voted for gary johnson twice you know so you can take your hillary vote and god god it. bless so, you i love you yeah. i love you for yeah. that i love you for yeah. that yeah you know, and um, and so I think it's really going to be interesting to see how the electorate moves forward because this idea that the left is the party of the people, which you know, God God bless my my wife, but I think you know that's kind of you know how she grew up and she, and she still sees it that way. And I think a lot of my friends on Facebook who are still sort of Democrat voters, you know, I they self-identify as, hey, you know, I was middle class growing up. Middle class is the party of the Democrats, you know, voting for you know. Uh, healthcare for all, um, you know, nice retirement plans, things like that. Um, and, and I don't think that that is necessarily what, you know, certainly not what the DNC is anymore. You know, the DNC is without a doubt the party of corporations. Uh, they certainly have the, the support of a majority of Washington, D.C. and the, you know, sort of the establishment. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to see, A, what happens with this election, and more importantly, you know, either way, whichever one this election goes, is sort of what the manifestation of that is coming out of that. So honestly, Does that distinction make sense? I mean, it, it does and it doesn't. You know, I think that that is the veneer uh, that uh, is, is projected out there. You know, uh, if you dig under the surface... Uh, I think that you'll see that the the Democrats are not necessarily the the party of wholesale uh, corporate America. They're the party of uh, corporate America that decides that the uh, people most likely to vote Democrat um, are their core customers. Okay, uh, I think that uh, politics, the two party politics, anyway. Uh, have uh, have uh, crossed the line into becoming entirely uh, cynical and utilitarian. And what I mean by that is uh, politics is business-driven, right? So the, uh, the Democrats have the urban poor. Uh, the Democrats have the, uh, um, the moderately uh, educated. Uh, and the highly educated, but not yet super successful, right? So we've got the uh, the middle class in some ways. Uh, we've got the urban poor uh, under the Democrat banner. Uh, under the Republican banner, we've got the uh, the um, the uh, rural poor um, are under the uh, the Republican banner. And then we've got the uh, the college educated but uh, very successful, very wealthy uh, class under that Republican banner. Uh, the middle class is quite split 
uh, between the Republicans and the Democrats. That's split, the battle. Split, split why? Like culturally they're split, do you think? Or yeah, I think it's... Yeah, they're split? Yeah, I think in that, uh, you know, say 100,000 to 300,000, um, you know, family income, uh, I think that they're, uh, it's an ideological split. Above that, I think that it's, uh, it's largely Republican. Uh, and, and below that, uh, it's split uh, between urban and rural. Yeah, see, I, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with that, but I just know that if I look at my Facebook feed, and I, I think this is probably true for Jeremy, I don't know about Jim and I don't know about you, Chris, but overwhelmingly so, my associates or acquaintances or what have you on Facebook, and again, there's always this silent majority question, blah, 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 but like, you know, it seems like most of my college-educated friends, successful or not, overwhelmingly lean left. And I, I don't know why that is. I mean, I definitely stand out from that. I'm, I'm sure it's probably not as pronounced as I think it is. There's probably a, a vocalization effect taking place. But I'm, I'm just, I'm a little bit surprised to hear your analysis of that, that um, that sort of one hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range, because I imagine that's where most of my sort of college-educated friends fall is 50-50 split just because I, I seem to see it just, um, you know, um, from an observation standpoint is, is certainly less than 50-50. You know, it's more pro-Democrat than pro-Republican. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know I why think, that is. You know, obviously I, I think we, their wallets, but. you know, I, I think that we all tend to, to gravitate towards people that, uh, um, you know, resemble ourselves for the most part. However, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that it's a, that, that what you're talking about right there is something that's a little bit difficult to, 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 um, like, cause the thing is, I think if, if you like really hammer down like to the court issues with all of these people left or right, or just the people I see on Facebook, I think they would agree with that conversation that we had relatively earlier, especially with Jim, this idea that there is some sort of like cultural rot that's taking place where, you know, there's this dedication towards sort of middle management striver, what have you go to college and play by the rules, be a conformist and play this game. And I think a lot of people, like if you really ask them about it, they recognize that that game is either bullshit or broken or they're not happy with it. So I think there's a, a like a large agreement between the left and right that they, you know, if you play the game and it works out for you, you know, you kind of just paper over it and you say, okay, you know, I, I know how to play the game. I, you know, I, I do well and that's fine. But I think a lot of people will readily admit, and that's, I think that's why people complain in politics, right? Because if you're on the left or the right, you still, compl- you still have this complaint that the, the game is either rigged or it's bullshit or you know, there's something going on. So I think there's like actually a lot of agreement like among that hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range, uh, you know, sort of that middle upper income demographic. I think, you know, they, they honestly, yeah. I, th- I think that what it is is that people want to vocally say that they are, uh, you know, socially altruistic, uh, so they have to uh, side with Joe Biden. Um, but I think that most that a lot of those people are uh, are functionally utilitarian. Uh, and will, uh, when in the privacy of the voting booth, uh, will vote for Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. I, th- I think that most people, like 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 myself, I, I'm, I like to keep myself, you know, very neutral 
because I, I hate how people, you know, cast judgments on, on me based off of who I'm going to vote for, who I'm not going to vote for. Uh, but if you, if you go ahead and look at it, it's, it's funny because most, most of my friends are, are, are left leaning when it comes to the, you know, the social issues. And then, uh, a lot of my, a lot of my friends are, are right leaning when it comes to the economic issues and, Listen, I, I don't care how you vote. Like I judge you as a person. I judge you how you how you treat me. So when 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 you guys talk about the the hundred to three hundred thousand dollar you know range, which I think a lot of you know people in our, our, our in our circles would be, you know, some are a little bit less, some are even a little bit more. Um, I, I look at it and I say, like, man, most of these people that I I have in that that range are voting for Biden. And, and, and it does surprise me a little bit, but to Falcon's point, I mean, it's pretty clear that the Democratic you know, Party is no longer the party of the working man. You know, my, my dad, he, he's, been a, he's been a Democrat his whole life, he, you know, and, 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 and he, he, uh, he became a Democrat because his dad was a Democrat. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm in the unions and that's they're the, 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 the party of the unions. And, and that's no longer the case. You, you see it all the time, you know, like, you know, Trump is more, you know, uh, uh, got, got more unions back in him than. Uh, no, he doesn't. I, well, uh, maybe this election, certainly. Uh, I, I, I thought so. Maybe, maybe not. If you difference mean, between public and private unions. Yeah, for certain. Trump has really made a, a inroads on the unions, the non-public unions, uh, even some of the public unions with the you know, police fraternities and whatnot. So, I mean, my gut instinct says that is absolutely positively wrong. It fellas, However, I, I, fellas, I will reserve. I I will reserve. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm turning in. Okay. Well, before, before you go, Jambo, um, yeah. any, any, any bright insights that you want to go ahead and, and, and toss out there? Cause, cause you, uh, I'm, I'm interested in anything you have to say. Listen, I, I see. Listen, I gotta, I, I gotta get up tomorrow morning. I gotta, I gotta run my business. And 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 Florida went red, so we did our job here. So the rest of the country, I don't know what to tell you. It looks like uh, Ohio is yeah. too. Uh, also, uh, possibly Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to wake up to good news. <laughs> Jim, I've been telling you for weeks. You got nothing to worry. Biden's gonna crawl to 200, maybe. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> You're such yeah, a worried yeah. I mean, I think Trump's going to win. I, hope, I, hope I think right. he's going to win. Right, Jim, you could have made you could have you could have paid off your eighty thousand dollars loans if you just listened to me. <laughs> 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 All right, fellas. Oh, Jimbo, thank you very much for joining. I appreciate yeah. it, and yeah. and and I, I love having you on. So we'll we'll do it again. All right, brother. Later. Let hey it. Jim, congratulations on coming in third place overall in sober October. You I'm laying right next. I'm second I'm, I'm laying right next to the one who got second. <laughs> right I'm really proud of you both. She's right here. No, second behind Falcon overall, babe. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? No, no, no. Oh, she got pissed because I told her yeah. she got second. <laughs> 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 All right. No. You'll Later. get your belt soon. Goodbye. All right. Send in the mail. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So, 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 real quick before before we get into another topic here, are, are you guys like what what what's your take on on what's happening right now? I, I just want to keep everybody that's 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 tuned in. There's there's 46 people on right now. Is there is there like 
any any surprises that you guys see uh, when you're when you're looking at whatever if you're watching CNN if you're watching Fox um, you know Fox has it at 129 Biden 109 Trump and then uh, CNN has it 89 Biden and 72 Trump what what do you guys what do you guys see anything different anything uh, you know jumping out at you I'm on no. ABC and they got it called the same as, uh, as CNN so I don't know if they're using the same people or they're being similarly cautious but. Um, I, I think it's crazy. That I, what was the first one? Fox, you said. I think that's crazy how, how advanced they've called this. I mean, they are they are I very agree. aggressive here. I mean, they have just so you know, they have they have, uh, you know, like I say, Colorado. Uh, now, Texas just turned uh, red. Um, they have North Carolina. They are like I said, they already called Virginia. Virginia is not even going to change like it is dark blue, which means that it is called. Um, so I, yeah, Trump's up 200,000 votes there right now. So it's, you know, with half the electorate. So, it, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm in, uh, I'm in line with you. I mean, uh, the, you know, CNN, a, you know, you're watching ABC, uh, this speaks louder to me. Uh, I, I like the, the fact that they're being a little bit more, uh, conservative, uh, with their, uh, projections right now. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, what you were looking at on Fox News, I, I don't know. It's, it's strange to me that Fox is, is so aggressive, you know, I, so, so loose with it right now. You know, it just, you know, I, I like to I like that CNN and some of these other outlets, you know, ABC or whatever, maybe ABC and CNN are, are you know, kind of pulling to the same numbers, but um, I like it that they are being more conservative because it says to me that they learned something, something from last. Yeah. Now, now, do you guys? Uh, so, Falcon, do you have family in Arizona? What's What's Arizona? Why do I Why do I? In you? Yeah, because it's next to New Mexico, which is where my family's from. So. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now uh, this is me being naive. Arizona is it a red or blue state? Normally. So it, it went it's red a, last. It's a red time. state. It's a red. Because because right now right now it's 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 blue it's blue. Fifty five percent. But again, sixty five percent is reporting in. But fifty five percent voted for Biden. Forty three and a half percent voted for Trump. And then and then Chris is uh you know uh, uh, uh candidate Joe Jurgensen is uh is one point two seven percent. She could Boom. win it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, look, I, I knew she was never going to win it. It's fine. Uh, I needed to vote my conscience. And I couldn't, I, I am sick of holding my nose. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's you fair. I, I, I just, I, I refuse to do it anymore. And, you know, I, I live in New York. It's not like my vote was going to make a goddamn difference. You know, Biden's going to win New York. It's just, a, it's a fact. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, it, you know, but I, I felt like if I voted my conscience, you know, and it, so Joe Jorgensen, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know anything about the libertarian platform, please go check it out. You know, her catchphrase, her slogan or whatever is all your rights all the time. And if that doesn't appeal to you, then I, I don't know who you are, but you're not an American. So uh, let me let me ask this real quick, Chris. 
uh, Falcon and I had a, a really good conversation, and you probably heard it because um, you, you, you're you an avid listener of the Instant Journey, man, so I appreciate that. But you, uh, Falcon and I had the conversation, and and, and you, you just said something that, that, that resonated with, with what we talked about, which was if that doesn't, you know, sound like appealing to you or whatever, then you're not American. Chris had, or Falcon had the same, same thing where he, he basically said, you know, if you don't have a, a, a hard line that you would um, protest for, then you're, you're not an American. You're not, you're not a fucking, you know, man. And, and my question to you is, is, is that, is that the same thought process that you have? Because I, I, I like Jim and, and Jim and I had the same conversation because I brought it up. Uh, Jim and I are, are not very big protesters. And, and I, I say this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a, a, a wild guess out there and say that if Trump wins, there's going to be protests. And then if, if Trump loses there, there will be protests, but it, it'll be very minimal. Don't you call it mostly peaceful? <laughs> <laughs> So, so my question to you is, 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 do you, do you feel the same way? Like if you don't have a hard line where you would protest, like there's not much that I would protest over, you know, and, and, and yes, you know, Falcon brought up uh, a crazy, crazy example of, of, you know, people, um, you know, that are uh, pedophiles that get let out of jail and get housing right next to schools and, and all the, and, and he, he just went on and on and get free ice cream trucks and free food to start up a business and all that stuff. Would you protest for that? Yes, of course you'd protest for that. But you know, at the same time, I, I, I wonder like, am, am I the only one? And, and Jim, Jim reassured me that I'm not the only one that thinks like, there's not a lot that I would protest for. Like I'm not going to protest if w- one person wins or not. I'm not, going to protest I, I don't give a shit you know and and you know people can go ahead and say that's privilege and all that bullshit but it's not it's just i have priorities and the president of the united states is not going to be prioritized high enough for me to go out and protest and falcon do you do you agree and, and with what i said and 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 then chris w- what's your thought Um, well, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely protest if Trump doesn't win under certain circumstances. Now, those circumstances would have to be so out there that I, I don't think they're in the realm of happening. But I, I mean, I could envision a situation in which, yes, I did. Um, again, I, I don't think that's happening in, in this election. But if, if there was just overwhelming evidence, video evidence from, you know, cell phone feeds across the country that election, you know, was stolen in different districts and da da da. And this is bullshit and da da. You know, why, why wouldn't you protest that? You know, so maybe, maybe this is a more concrete example. Maybe let's say Trump wins Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, Pittsburgh, or sorry, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, you know, tonight. And then a week from now, all those states get flipped uh, due to whatever. And there's video evidence, you know, confirming that all that happened. And yeah, of course I would go protest. So I don't think so. You would, you would, you would go out, you would go out on the streets and you would have a sign and you would, you would, you would really. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't I? I mean, you, you know, you have to take a stand at some point. Like, again, this is totally hypothetical. I don't think this is happening whatsoever. 
but there there has to be a point where you think the election has you know you you have to if you agree to certain rules ahead of time and those rules are broken there has to be a penalty for that now if they're broken a little bit maybe you say okay well i'm i'm whatever it wouldn't have made a difference but if they're broken egregiously you know if you won't stand up for that then you know at what point do you stand up about anything yeah i mean i i i with you but at the same time like you you have you know your your priorities are just different than mine like i trump loses and he gets screwed over i'm gonna be pissed you know or or if biden loses and he gets screwed over i'm gonna be pissed because it 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 messes with our democracy but again i'm i'm not gonna be you know in, in in downtown miami or downtown buffalo or downtown rochester or anywhere you know saying like you know this sucks I, I don't know. Well, and, and maybe, you know, this election also, the difference between Trump and Biden, I think, is very drastic. You know, so, and, and maybe this isn't your question, but, you know, if the difference between Biden and Trump was even more drastic, I mean, I think it's pretty drastic, but if, if the difference between Trump and Biden was extremely drastic, you know, if, if Trump was running on, you know, caging all DACA uh, recipients and putting them in cages and torturing them, <laughs> you know, with, with live rodents and, you know, Biden was saying, well, okay, now let's actually give all the DACA people, uh, you know, kids to molest, you know, like those are the two extremes. Right. You know, I'm, of course I'm going to, you know, of course I'm, there's a situation in which that would, uh, you know, I would protest, but again, that's, that's not the world we live in. Thank God. And, and Chris, I mean, some, some anti-Trump voters would maybe disagree with that. Right. So I just think um, we have to take a stand, Chris. I mean, obviously it's, that's sort of the too long didn't read. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think there's going to be violence either way. I think there's going to be violence if Trump wins. I think there's going to be violence if Biden wins. Uh, I think that the uh, the worst of it is going to be if there isn't a clear winner within, you know, 48 to 72 hours. You know, I, I think that's, you know, when there's going to be the worst violence. Uh, you know, so obviously, uh, you know, Biden has... The uh, the you know the fringe liberal the uh, the Antifa uh, type that is in that camp, although you know I think that the uh, the Antifa and the fringe left are really 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 uh, holding their breath, plugging their nose, and uh, and pulling the lever for him yeah. uh, because he is a moderate's moderate. I mean the guy is as centrist as it gets. You know, um, well, he, he's he's not just centrist; he's he's system. Yes, you know, those people are anti-system yep. more than yep. centrist. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with you there. Uh, and then uh, on the uh, the other side, uh, Trump. Uh, there are militia groups, many many militia groups uh, across the country, from Oregon, uh, Michigan. Uh, those are the, the two states that are the biggest, uh, have the, uh, the largest uh, militia movements. Um, but they are unilaterally uh, in favor of Trump. Uh, I mean, the militia movement that is responsible for the, um, the scheme to abduct and execute uh, the Governor Whitmer in Michigan uh, were very vocally in favor of Trump, 
No, 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 no. Oh, one yes, the they were. That explicitly, one of the leaders that explicitly said that he is anti-Trump. No, I'm not saying that doesn't make him right wing. He, he might be right wing and, you know, there's Trump is not the total embodiment of right wing. Okay, well, I will uh, I will reserve judgment on that. Uh, sure. I hadn't heard Fair. that. You know, maybe that is yeah. true. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not going to say you're lying. Sure. Um, but Fair so enough. let's let's just say uh, traditionally uh, these militia groups are far right wing. Right. So they are much more likely to be in favor of Donald Trump. And many of them are very vocally in favor of Donald Trump. The majority of the uh, the protests that have happened where people are heavily armed uh, have been uh, very vocally pro-Trump. So uh, I would say that those groups are quite likely um, to uh, to enact violence. Uh, in the uh, in the case of a Trump loss, so we have Antifa and the far left on one on one side uh, that are very likely to engage in violence and all of that in the in the case of a Trump win, and then we have the militia groups etc. Uh, that are likely to engage in violence uh, if if Trump were to uh, to lose. Um, I think it's really sad that. Uh, the likelihood of violence, regardless of outcome, is, is, is so almost inarguable. Are you not, saying not, the likelihood of violence is, is what, how do you quantify that? Is that like one event equals the likelihood of violence was met? Or are you saying there has to be some sort of sustained? Yeah, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say one event, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. Right? I, I think it, that's inevitable. A, I think no matter what it's happens, a very it's a very very good yeah. question. Like what what uh, what constitutes uh, violence? Right? I mean, one event? No, I wouldn't say one event because no matter what, you're going to have one event. You know, one person gets pissed off at a bar and stabs somebody because they're pissed off about the election results. Does that constitute systemic violence because of you know civil unrest? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, where do I draw that line? I, I don't know. It's kind of like that, uh, what was it, William Rehnquist that said, uh, I'm not sure how to define yeah. pornography, but uh, I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. Was that Rehnquist that yeah, said that? Rehnquist. Yeah, I thought so. It, it's it's, it's kind of like one of those things, you know. Um, I, I'm not sure where to draw that line. You know, we could uh, have an arbitrary argument about it right now, um, but I'm not sure that really means a lot. But I'm pretty sure that if and when it happens, we could probably all agree that it's happening. And I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I really, really. Do. And and I, I think um, I think that it's going to be go sorry. I, I think I think it's going to be more so when one wins versus the other. I, I'll leave it at that. Like I just I I don't think that. And 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 I I I, I could be completely wrong. I just don't think that. There's a lot, a lot of people that are going to lose their mind, and and if it is, it's the people that are are just idiots. And 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 I, I'm going to go out and say it like I, I think you're an idiot if you go cause chaos because your person didn't win, and that just goes to show how we're raising our kids nowadays. Is you know if you don't get your way, you just throw a fucking tantrum. It it, it yeah. just drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, 
I'm inclined to agree with you, uh, but I think that the uh, proportion of idiots to rational people in our uh, society is going in an unfavorable direction. And to answer the the follow-up question as to which side I would be on, I would hope that it's clear that uh, I'm not on either of those sides. (laughs) And uh, my wife and I have been actively looking for uh, properties. I think that uh, you and I actually uh, talked about that uh, the other day, Jeremy. Uh, We're looking to, uh, you know, excise ourselves uh, from society and uh, and go out into the country and get ourselves, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 acres at least uh, and have our own self-sufficient homestead, uh, you know, uh, or as self-sufficient as we can be. And honestly, if anybody comes out of our property, a fucking kill us. <laughs> so you, you. So, so, meta, meta, so hold on. Metaphysically, what's what's the solution there? Because you're just thinking, I just want, I just want to advance my progeny into the next generation as much as possible <clears throat> and, and screw society. Yeah, sure I mean, society is dead to me. You know, I'm, so, I'm just not worth fighting for. So intellectually, I have a lot of ideas, right? But intellectually, it doesn't matter because people aren't particularly interested in intellectual pursuit. Um, so util- it, let's take it from a utilitarian perspective. Um, utilitarian is, okay, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so it, from a utilitarian perspective, um, I need to protect myself uh, and my family and my progeny uh, from you know whatever you know, ill society might be uh, prone to at any given moment. So having my own, you know, plot of land and uh, self-sufficiency outside uh, society makes sense, right? So where do I draw the line or, you know, uh, where does that, uh, you know, intersect with with reality? You know, where's the intersectionality there? Because obviously we all still have to exist together. Uh, You know, otherwise, you know, where am I going to get, all of the resources that are necessary for survival and comfort and all that sort of thing. Um, so the, the short answer is, um, I don't know, but the, the, the less I am reliant on everybody else in society in general to produce, the less I care about what the politics are. Because I've come to the conclusion that the uh, Democrat-Republican monopoly, or duopoly, as it were, uh, is probably I not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's it, a monopoly, it, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? That, that is a, an interesting uh, way to look at it, because they are two sides of the same coin, so maybe it is a monopoly. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, no, this is something I struggle with as well. I mean, you and I, I think, overwhelmingly agree on, on large points, and I, I'd probably vehemently disagree with you on, on small points, but important points. But, you know, I, I struggle with this also, you know, uh, to what extent do I owe society or civilization to participate in it if I feel that it's fundamentally broken? You know, if, if, if um, you know, corporate America is, is full of, um, you know, Jeremy, you and I have talked about this before, sort of, um critical race theory, you know, sensitivity training and, you know, all this bullshit that I think is like, okay, you know, it's, it's kind of important, but it's, it's being, you know, bastardized and, and shoved down our throats. And I think society is broken in a lot of ways. 
to what extent do I owe society or civilization at large to contribute to it um, versus just finding 50 acres kind of out in the middle of nowhere and being self-sustaining and looking out for me and myself and my progeny. Um, you know, because at some point you can't just be, I mean, you could, but at some point I don't think it's productive to just raise 20 generations out on 50 acres you know, for the next 300 years or 500 years and not contribute to society and just abandon it um, to take, to make an extreme example of it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I also don't feel a responsibility to move to downtown New York to fight for Western civilization because I've seen that Western civilization sort of devolves into this two-party monopoly. And it's like, well, you know, all this effort for what? Um, you know, what's what's the point of... of fighting for Rachmaninoff and, you know, and Leonardo and, and Michelangelo, if it's just going to devolve into this sort of petty politics of 2020 America. Um, so I think that's something that I, a lot of people are struggling with right now. You know, what do they owe to themselves versus society and, and how, how broadly is society defined? You know, what responsibility do I have as somebody living in Florida to somebody who lives in inner city Chicago versus you know, rural Wyoming, um, and, and how should that possibly affect my, my decision-making? Because after all, you know, we're all Americans, you know, we're all in this together. Um, but I, I don't, are we though? Really... Yeah, exactly. Right. Like to what extent are we all Americans? And to what There's extent been such a, to somebody in it... Chicago or, or rural Wyoming. There's been such a degeneration of national identity. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been so co-opted. You know, one of the things that uh, I've really railed against is this fake patriotism that has arisen since 9-11, uh, mm -hmm. right? So 9-11 uh, spawned this uh, knee-jerk reaction patriotism where, you know, you, you need to have a, an American flag out on your porch or, you know, you're a fucking terrorist or something. Right. Uh, and, and that's when culturally, I think we really started to diverge. Right. I think it, it started decades before that. But I, I think that that's the point where it really started to accelerate was this, um, this drive towards this uh, fake veneer of patriotism uh, and everybody else. Sorry, what about it was fake and what about it was everybody else? So uh, it was the uh, with us or against us, right? So you either had to agree with all of the, uh, the, the decisions of the president and all of the foreign policy and all of that, uh, or you weren't a real American. Hmm. You know, and it, it, or, or screw you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and again, you know, just to insulate myself from criticism, because I know that people are going to come in and out of this conversation and, you know, forget what I said earlier and forget what my overall politics are, because my politics for most people are very confusing because, you know, most people are, are very binary with their politics. It's either liberal or conservative, it's Democrat or Republican, right? So my politics are super confusing for most people. Um, I think that uh, Obama's super fucked up, super fucked up with uh, the Patriot Act, the FISA courts, 
all that kind of shit, right? It just he just continued everything and escalated it even further. Okay, so you know, just to get that out of the way, you know, it started with Bush, mostly uh, Cheney, because Bush was really a puppet for Cheney. You know, Cheney was president. You know, Bush was just kind of the figurehead. Um, but it it really accelerated at that point, right? Um, so, uh, you know, it's just the, the, the generation, the degeneration of our culture, uh, has, has really stemmed from that. And, and we've really, uh, you know, it started out as this bifurcation where, you know, you had the Patriots and then you had everybody else. And now the Patriots are, you know, it's such the word patriot, like when I say it, I feel dirty. Because as when it applies I th- to American as an American or just yeah. the term in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the people that I think of when I use the word patriot, it's like an epithet. It's it's these people that have have co-opted this term, the the Joey Gibsons of the world with their patriot prayer. You know this organization that specifically goes out and tries to, uh, you know, foment uh, violence and and upheaval. That's that's their entire purpose. That's their their you know, uh, raison d'etre, you know, that, that's why they exist. They go out and they, they try to create, you know, uh, strife and, 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 and fights. That's, that's all they do. Uh, and, and, and these militia groups, they all have this word patriot just gets fucking thrown around, uh, you know, but you know, one of the problems that I have is, uh, you know, the majority of the people that call themselves a quote unquote patriot now, uh, they would look at people throwing tea into the harbor in Boston in, uh, you know, 1775, uh, and they'd be like, why don't they just follow the law? Yeah. Fucking terrorists. Just comply. Yeah. Put your mask on. <laughs> that was a joke yes 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 i know that was a gotcha moment uh but uh <laughs> no but uh you, you know you, you're right i mean so i i never once said and correct me if i'm wrong i never once said that i i i uh i thought that the uh mask should be a national mandate yeah no you didn't all i said was that I think that we should all agree to just do it. Yeah, which is different for sure. It is different. And, now, not not to switch things here, because but I'm, I'm I'm watching this on CNN, and that's why I've been a little bit quiet. And and then I, I also have Fox on my iPad. I've seen it on the TV, Fox on my iPad, and then I have uh, uh, NBC on my my computer. Um, I'm I'm starting to see that, like you know, there's like how many ways can you go ahead and do this? But there's there's a lot. There's a lot of ways that that one person can win versus the other. And looking at this, you know, the electoral college and all that other things, there's going to be another, I I think there's going to be another scenario like last time where the popular vote went to Biden, 
but Trump's going to win the electoral college. And if that's the case, you know, how many, how many people are going to be again, bringing up the fact that we should get elect or, or get rid of electoral colleges. And, and I, I want to get, cause you guys, you guys are very, uh, you know, kind of educated in this arena. Like I, I feel like you guys, you know, not even study politics, but you guys are, 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 are at least very aware of, of the difference in, in, in each, you know, area of politics. So I, I want to get your opinion here. Electoral college for it, against it. We'll start with Falcon. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious where, where you guys lay here. Yeah. A hundred percent. And why there's, there's no doubt. Um, well, um, imagine that we had a global government and, you know, there was some election to, to do something. And, you know, China and India overwhelmingly voted in their favor. You know, they've got almost half the world's population. Um, you know, at that point, you know, they're, they're likely to win whatever, you know, the election is if it's a binary choice. And as an American, you're just like, well, I guess I'm stuck going along with whatever China and India wants in, in uh, the Asian uh, you know, in the Asian continent. Um, That's fair. So I, I think the the Electoral College provides uh, certainly some uh, protection from something like that. Um, second of all, as, as has, has been communicated tonight, um, you know, the idea that, um, you know, rational thinking people are ascendant is certainly questionable. Uh, so the idea that we're going to let, um, a, you know, democracy of, of people decide what's best for everybody is uh, certainly dangerous. The Electoral College is, is maybe not perfect, but it certainly protects from the ability of, of California and New York and Chicago to, to dictate what's best for people in Gainesville, Cheyenne and, you know, Springfield. So I, I think it's a really important check in that regard. And, and, and democracy, you know, I'm sorry, is, is just stupid. Like I've, I've got, you know, obviously my mask opinion is, is um, maybe an extreme example, but I, I really could give two shits what other people think I should do with myself. Um, you know, if, if I want to smoke weed or, you know, sleep with hookers or, <laughs> you know, worship, uh, you know, Jesus um, as is, you know, represented in the Orthodox Bible, you know, like that's nobody's fucking business. And, um, they should leave me the, the heck alone. So that's fair. And Chris, what do you think? Yeah. All right. So uh, first of all, I'm going to uh, address the very last things that he said. So oh, in, you're talking, uh, you're talking about Illinois, hookers. Okay. Yes. So uh, from experience. <laughs> no, 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 not, not from experience. I've never, uh, never paid for it. However, uh, as a uh, as a libertarian. Uh, and one of the, one of my big policy things is uh, that prohibition does not work. All prohibition does is create criminal criminal enterprise. You know, the entirety of gangs uh, and their funding comes from the ability to extract uh, revenue from the criminal enterprise of pimping and drug dealing. And if you remove that, if you legalize uh, all drugs and prostitution, then you remove from them their ability to profiteer 
uh, on that uh, economic uh, exchange in the black market. You know, and I think that, uh, you know, that is uh, something that is worth discussing. And it's uh, it's a big tenant of the uh, libertarian platform. Anyways, uh, <laughs> on to the, uh, the, uh, the other aspects uh, of, of what's being talked about. Um, I, I lost the plot. The Electoral College. Yeah, the Electoral College. Sorry. So uh, I'm in favor of a reform of the Electoral College. So I agree to a certain extent that pure democracy... Uh, can lead to uh, a, an oppression of the minority, right? Because all you need is 50.11111111% or 50.00001% or, you know, whatever. Just a very slight majority in order to oppress the minority. And that's what the Electoral College was supposed to prevent, However, the Electoral College has an obscenely unequal influence over uh, the, uh, the electoral process compared to what it was originally intended to do, right? So I think there should be some reform. And I think a great majority of that reform uh, actually needs to be done in uh, insofar as gerrymandering. You know, the uh, the redrawing of congressional districts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't you disagree know, there. It, I, I think I think it's, it's crazy. It's, that doesn't it's not directly related to the Electoral College, and that I understand. So the Electoral College needs to be reformed in some way. I haven't really fleshed that out because you know, I haven't really thought super deeply about it. However, our representation in government has more to do with, you know, uh, there, there's more than just the Electoral College that has to do with that. And I think that gerrymandering these districts, uh, congressional districts, has, you know, a lot to do with it as well. And I think that's, that is, a, you know, arguably a bigger problem than the Electoral College. Breaking breaking news: Wyoming and Utah are now for Trump, and uh, that's that, that's that's the latest. No, really, <laughs> Wyoming and Utah—these bastions of liberal uh, <laughs> liberal thought. <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah, it's it's uh it's now one fifteen. Biden is leading, um, but so I mean, it looks like Trump Trump is winning the popular vote. Well, California's got to come in, and that'll yeah. I mean, it, Cal- really California yeah. will will definitely, uh, you know, go blue. And Oregon and, and Washington. Yes, um, I'm I'm curious what Nevada will be. To be honest with you, Nevada will be for Trump. You think? I think so. Ah. Um. I'm I'm surprised looking at Arizona right now that Biden is uh is up by as much. Look as at he this, is. 98 to 95, according to CNN. Oh, did you see? Did you see New Mexico? Yeah. New Mexico is blue. It's fucking dead heat. Is New man. Mexico notorious for for Democratic or no? No. Well, are they really? For the, last, for the last 15 years, it's it's definitely been trending Democrat. 
Yeah, I think I think Bush Bush carried it maybe in his first first run. That was the last time presidentially it went it went red, if I recall. Yeah, I'm 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 surprised at, at, at some of these. I mean, maybe maybe it's just because I'm not I'm not very well versed on on what states go you know lean what, but it's it's interesting. Um, if you look at the Senate, it's uh right now it's 43 Democrat, 39 Republican. Uh, the House is 86 Democrat, 112 Republican. Um, I'm. Did the uh, Senate call um, Michigan yet? Uh, Senate. Let's see here. Senate. And let's take a look. Senate race by state. I, I feel like I'm I'm a news anchor, uh, and I'm clicking on this. It's it's amazing. Uh, who are you looking for, Michigan? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. No, Michigan. Uh, right now it is John James is at fifty-five and a half, and Gary Peters, who's the incumbent, is at forty-two and a half. Yeah. And they have thirty-eight percent reporting in. Okay. Yeah, that, that's um, probably one of the ones that are he was on the on the list of, of possible. I mean, he he's he's up by uh, 300,000 votes right now. Yeah. That's that's a very big possibility. Yeah. Sure, obviously it comes down to what um, what precincts are reporting, but looks like Arizona might flip for a Senate standpoint and and from the presidency. Arizona surprisingly coming really heavy with uh, with Dems. Yeah. And 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 if you if you look uh, New Mexico's leaning Democratic for for the Senate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Montana. I don't know much which, about Montana. The same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Col- I think Colorado and um, Colorado was was the biggest flip pop- opportunity for the Dems um, for the Senate. It was sort of a, a relatively low hanging fruit for them. And Alabama was one another one for the Republicans. They were hoping to flip. So I, I, I don't think the Senate is going to is going to go um, down unless there's some surprising results. Yeah, I mean uh, the way the the what I'm looking, at, I I feel like it's just going to be a fifty fifty. You know, to be to be honest with you, I agree. Uh, I think that I think there's going to be a few. Uh, uh, seats have shift, but uh, overall, I think it's going to be a net zero. And then, and then, what do, what do you guys maybe? think of the house? Is that is that is anything going to change there or no? I think it'll come back closer to parity, um, as in the Republicans will make up some seats, but Trump would have to have a, a pretty big landslide uh, win to to really flip some down ticket house. Um, House results, which you know could happen, um, but I would agree I'd, with that. I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the House and Senate are are mostly going to uh, maintain the dynamics that they have. So we have more of Pelosi and more of of uh, unfortunately what's his face. Yeah, McConnell. yeah. Oh, the turtle face uh, shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I fucking, I, enough, fucking I wasn't sure if you were talking about Pelosi or McConnell. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I hate Mitch McConnell so much. Uh, and one of the reasons is that uh, I think he is probably the most powerful person in Washington. Really? I think he's more powerful. Pelosi, uh, yeah. Pelosi I, I is like, you know, I yeah. think one of the most powerful people. No. House, uh, the Senate wins every time. Because anything that starts in the House has to pass in the Senate. I just, I, I can't, I can't the, stand. Like McConnell's a dick, but Pelosi just, uh, she's just arrogant. She's just got this like. Well, yeah, Pelosi's Pelosi's awful. I, I, yeah, she's uh, oh, Pelosi's awful. She's fucking evil. No, but, if, uh, if you're a but, Democrat, uh, Pelosi is is fantastic, and I mean, I I certainly respect her for the shit she pulls. I mean, I, I mean that honestly. So, so you 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 were a big fan of of what she did with the with the whole like uh, no, she well, she poor her she got set up salon. yeah poor her <laughs> no. no I mean you know she she wields the bully pulpit like it's meant to be wielded um, she gets that right you know um, politically speaking I, I don't agree with her on just about anything but and I, I you know I, from a political standpoint I think she's a monster you know she's she's um, oh yeah definitely yeah you know, she's uh, part of the system that that average Americans should absolutely rail against and, and Mitch McConnell too like I really like Mitch McConnell because I think he's accomplished a lot judicially which I think is important um, but don't don't mistake that for the you know general uh, approval of Mitch McConnell Mitch, Mitch McConnell's he's, he's a, much of a problem yeah, he's, he's as much a of the problem fucking monster he's yeah. a monster and he is way more powerful powerful than Pelosi uh, and he is arguably more influential as far as actual policy goes than the president. I think Mitch McConnell is probably the most powerful person in Washington right now. Okay, so Jared, this is what you came to Falcon for. You guys can talk all you want about ABC, Fox, and CNN, yeah. but I'm on Predict It, which is where people actually put money on who's going to win. Okay. Which is... Full disclosure, I'm not sponsored by them, although I should be because I'm going to make some money. But, <laughs> Are you really? Um, you, so you, you you bet on the election? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Um, so going into the night, Biden was about, I think, 63 cents to win a dollar. So he was yep. favored. Um, right now, Trump is 67 cents to win a dollar. So it's, it's definitely flipped. Now he's up to 69 cents. To, to win a dollar. So you got to bet 69 cents to yeah. win 31 cents sort of thing. Yeah, I think that uh, all of us uh, on here right now uh, have uh, have pegged uh, Trump to win. So Yeah. So right now I'm predicting, not that it's certain, but um, he's pegged 99 cents to a dollar to win Florida, South Carolina, all those states. He's, he's favored 62 cents to a dollar to win Pennsylvania, 65 cents to a dollar to win Michigan, 68 cents to a dollar to win Wisconsin. Biden is scheduled to win Minnesota. Like you could place these bets right now if you wanted to. Biden is scheduled to win Minnesota, Nevada, um, and Arizona. Um, Virginia is leaning towards Biden right now. Um, you know, if, if you actually wanted to put money on it, that's where the, the market is. Which ultimately results in in Trump winning, um, I think two hundred and ninety four electoral college. So, so they they have they have Trump at two ninety four. 
yeah that's the the current current going odds i'm i'm so like uh, it, it's 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 so amazing to me that like you know you and I would have told you this earlier, but the website's been down for the last hour and a half. It probably crashed because so many people were playing fucking bets. They're getting, yeah, they're getting so much action. Yeah. What's stopping us from creating a website like that? <laughs> the now, I guess, well, I guess the knowledge, like, yeah. I mean, I the, the I can't imagine the legal hurdles to jump through, right? To uh, to set up something like that too. So interesting enough, this is not to brag at all, but my portfolio was down five, just to kind of show you how the media manipulates our sense of reality. Mm -hmm. My overall portfolio was down about five to 7% fluctuating as of yesterday, even as of this morning, actually, like I was negative. And now my portfolio is up, you know, uh, 40% or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, you know, which, that, is, which just shows you that like, you know, this is sort of where the average American was. They were saying, you know, bet Biden. And that's not just who's going to win. There's a bunch of little, like little prop bets in there. Right, right. But my, my portfolio has swung, you know, wildly into the positive in the last Wait, This week has been crazy. When you when you say yeah, when you say portfolio, week. people that listen to this that are, are extreme left are going to say, must be nice to have a portfolio. Yeah, if you can't afford a hundred bucks to vote your conviction, I'm sorry. No, it's... And I would have bet more if uh, if I could have got the sign off on it from the overall household budget. Yeah, I, I don't gamble. That's me. That's uh, me cucking myself. Yeah, I, I don't gamble, but I I do invest. So. Uh, you know, last whoa, whoa, week, whoa, 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 whoa. things were things were down. Did you uh, did you hear the did you hear the discrepancy you just said? <laughs> yes, it was. Purposeful. I don't gamble, but I invest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely uh, on purpose. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I've been putting as much money into the market as possible uh, the last several months because it's going to go up. You know, yeah. there's no reason, there's no way it's not going to. If if you have extra money, anybody, if anybody has extra money that they do not need to, uh, you know, put towards bills or, you know, anything else, they should absolutely positively be putting it into some kind of a uh, well-diversified mutual fund or, Index Are you saying that because you think Trump is going to win, or you think that it doesn't matter doesn't who win. fucking okay. wins? It doesn't okay. matter, you know, Biden, Trump, whatever. The market's going up. That uh, end of story. I, I don't. Especially I don't know. Once, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued to, to to find out. I hope you're right. I hope that you're right that that it doesn't matter who wins. That it, it's it's the market's going up. But I I don't know. Look, man, if you look on a 36-month uh, timeline, market's going up 100%. 100% chance market is going up on that timeline. If you need money within the next 12 months, don't fucking invest it. Put it in, put it in your savings account. You know, But if, if you don't need that money within uh, 24 to 36 months, Send it then, to the instant journeyman for uh, lots of uh, send it. Yeah, advice. send it to Jeremy Jeske <laughs> at the instant journeyman podcast. Uh, what's your uh, uh, 
Yeah, what's your what's, what's your PayPal? Yeah, yeah, what's your PayPal or uh, your Cash App or Ven- your uh, Venmo, Venmo? Venmo at Instant Trader Man. Everybody wants your OnlyFans. We all want yeah. your OnlyFans. Oh, I, yeah, okay. So, I'm glad somebody asked. So, finally. so, so, time out. Um, funny story. So, Fran's Fran's good friend, um, uh, Becca. I had her on for a whatever Wednesday, and 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 she went on a tangent about um, what's the the child uh, the child like uh, adoption uh, uh, abduction ring or whatever you want to call it. K Quan or something. What is it? QAnon. Yeah, she went on about that. Oh, she went on about that. Geez, and then, Christ. and then, and then, and and I, I knew nothing about Wait, it. She went on critical, critical of it, or she was waking you up to. The she was, she was, world. she was like, you gotta, you, she was like, you gotta, you gotta watch this. And I was like, okay. Oh my and I, I, I never did, but I like listen. You know, there's, there's been things in the media about like how it's, you know, it's that is like very far fetched, but. The fact that you know things are are, are are true about you know kid abduction and things like that, and uh, Falcon, I, well, all, all three of us have kids. You know, like I have, I have the two step stepsons, and then you guys all have you know kids of your own. Uh, it is something that I do worry about, like uh, being abducted and things like that. Like when I'm out and about and the kids run off, I'm like, oh shit! Where especially because they're my stepkids, I'm like. Holy shit! Like I, I can't afford to lose one of these. Like you know, like I mean, it would be terrible if it was my own, but it's terrible if it's somebody else's. You know, <laughs> so so uh, you know, I actively think about that whenever I go out. Um, you know, like when we go to like a, a farm or whatever, and and they run off and they play. I'm like, you know, I get nervous. I'm like, shit, where did where do they go? I, I don't have eyes on them. And anyways, she talked about that, and then then all of a sudden she talked about how. Uh, we have we have this really funny story about how we were in Tennessee together. Um, we were in Nashville, and uh, we drove past the strip club. And she's like, "Oh, I have a funny story." And you know, I I did modeling once, and it happened to be at a strip club. I was like, "So you stripped?" And and we we you know, we, <laughs> we 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 talked about that. Uh, uh, Chris, I don't know if you 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 heard that one, but uh, it was with Becca Hayes. She's 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 an awesome person. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I listened to that. I, I've listened to. Almost every episode. Uh, I haven't listened to the ones that you've had since uh, last week. Okay, so so uh, just because I, I haven't had as much time as the, in, in the car as yeah. Before. So so you know when 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 we were talking, she's like, I I want to tell you, I kind of got back into modeling, and I was like, really? I was like, so what are you doing? Oh, you mean you mean quotes? Yes, modeling. air quotes. <laughs> she she's got a she's got an OnlyFans page, and I was like what yeah. so it, it's funny and 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 i told nice. fran and 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 she she made like three grand in like the first month i was like whoa and then fran's like i'm not gonna do it but you can she's like you can make the money for us and i was like i was like i don't i don't know if i'm comfortable with that um that's pretty funny but yeah, that was you know i've, I've got an only fan <laughs> yo i i so so sidetrack here two, made, two minutes uh, i made 37 yeah two 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 seconds off of the uh the political thing i was i was thinking about doing patreon and i know falcon you have contributed to patreon before uh when it comes to podcasts right i have and i i don't anymore ah. <laughs> but, yeah no i was i was that's, that's I, fine 
I have. I was thinking. I was thinking of that because uh, I was thinking like, all right, sponsorship, yes, but also, you know, I was thinking of other ways that I can just, you know, pull in revenue. Because what I want to do eventually is I want to make this a a uh, a video podcast as well, where we could post it on on um, you know all the other social media platforms like YouTube and whatnot. And hey, what's your website? You're gonna plug your website. Uh, website is just uh, theinstantjourneyman.com. Yeah, so theinstantjourneyman.com. Um, but uh, and and it would be a video on there. And I've I've sunk you know quite a bit of money into this you know all all kidding aside because it's just a hobby for me now and and I I just love doing it. But I was like, it seems like a lot of people do the whole Patreon thing. I, I think Falcon, you and I talked about how uh, the fighter and the kid moved to I think it's the fighter in the rinks or something like that. Uh, moved yeah. to Patreon. I'm not, I'm not big on that, but it seems like people are like, you know, making legit, uh, you know, funds. Yeah, no, that's a good option for you. Locals is a good option for you. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely got some good options. Now I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Patreon for, um, uh, for podcasts or any sort of, uh, you know, artists uh, that are doing some sort of serial um uh you know production right so uh, i actually uh i subscribe to a patreon for uh this guy named chris stewart who does a podcast called the history of china which is an extremely extremely interesting podcast. talks about joe biden a lot is, hey uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> china the history of china um uh, so, uh, but, but, but really it's, it's, it's an amazing podcast, amazing podcast. It, it, it's, it, uh, it starts at the, uh, the mythical founding of, uh, of the, uh, the land of China. Wait, real, real uh, quick, you know. real quick. Um, I, I have to, uh, I have to end this particular podcast because we only record live for an, uh, 180 minutes. I'm going to open it back up. I'll send you guys the link. Let's just do it. Uh, we can finish it up. I mean, I don't know how long, much longer you guys want to talk, but I'm, I'm open for anything. All time. right. I got time too. Chris, you good? I'm All good. right. So I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Anyway, that's listen. There's about 13 people in, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and relaunch it. Just, uh, stay, stay in, uh, Real quick, Jeremy, yep. just so you know, I was kidding about everything I said on this podcast. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm editing that one out when I post it to Apple. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Um, also, uh, site. Too. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> yeah, hashtag me too. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and end this one.